welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forum. And this is Parker. Go by Dr. Bantus Dogan, MD, when I don't figure the forums very much. But... This is Jeremy. Um, I go by forward slash don't forget about well-laid plans. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, we'll do some quick announcements. Uh, Parker, you are down to 932 probationary episodes. Uh, we have a bet going. What is this? Um, it's about the tactics cards. Oh, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Whether or not it matters. Well, and yeah, if, if, the, if the random cards they added to the pack end up mattering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, he's bet 50 episodes. Um, he still owes Jeremy 11 pizza rolls. He's not allowed to say pineapple blade, asterisk, or antiquing. Um, and that wraps up announcements. Parker, do we have some news? News, 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 news. And we're not cheating this time. They wanted us to know this. Oh. So, uh, or did they just want us to think that? Right. Or rather, we didn't find out it from Germany or Sweden or some place that got the stuff early. But we know, yeah, we know (laughs) the Kashik. Yeah, we know that. the two new Asgardians are, in fact, Heimdall and Scourge. So, once Called again, it. podcast, uh, 100% as a podcast. 100%. 100%. We've said the name of everyone in the, the silhouettes at least once during the podcast yep. before they were revealed. Yep. Nailed it. Yep. Got it. I think that's 100%. Um, so, Wasn't there another character in the frame? Am I insane? No, there was, we, Jeremy and I thought it might have just been like a statue or something, and that that's what it was apparently um it, uh, there was a figure a figure is the word i would use but apparently not yeah. a model the numbers the figures okay yeah. i call serious bullshit on that there is an obvious another character right there that I, just hasn't been announced yet. i am calling it i don't that's really? someone that's gonna be in the game calling it interesting okay yeah you guys just don't have the foresight that I have to know that. I think it's a statue. <laughs> it's a statue. How many other silhouettes have had a statue of another humanoid standing right in frame? Uh, I know. It seems really suspicious, but for some reason I have absolutely... Like, the conspiracy theory holds no water to me. This is... I, I, I don't Don't know. be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we know that they are coming to the game, and, um, I, Heimdall, for those of you who don't know, is the, uh, the guardian of the Bifrost. He has the ability to basically look into almost all planes and dimensions, and, uh, he can see basically anywhere he wants to see, and he kind of has an omniscient, like, eye for, you know, trouble and things that are coming. He has just an instinct to look to things that are dangerous for Asgard. And um, he also has a big-ass sword. He swings it and stuff. Um, Scourge is a much lesser-known... Oh, man. I, now now I'm about to maybe display my ignorance. I don't know if he's actually ever mentioned in any Norse mythology, is he? Or is he just something invented by no the idea. MCU? Um, uh, to my knowledge, he was a super, like, back-page villain. Then, then he got put into Ragnarok, and so now he's semi-famous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just, he was, had, yeah, he's apparently yeah. just a, just a guy in, in Marvel 
made a made yeah, a just a comic book character. Yeah. I would be much happier had he had two machine guns, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Yeah, there... they definitely did not go with the uh, MCU appearance. Apparently there is a tactics card about his stuff, I guess, but he doesn't have um he doesn't have machine guns in, in this game. But there's a tactics card in reference to that line or that scene rather. Behold. My would you stuff. Uh, like to go through this stuff now or would you like to do that later? Sure, the stuff online, the Thomas game stuff. Well, I, I'm looking at the Daxus cards. Yeah, go for uh, it. Or at least the names. Yeah, we're so on the, the first one is Meet My Executioner, which I imagine is going to be a Hella card. Mm, well, Enchantress is actually his, like, oh, boot. damn it. Fine. And they said, they did say uh, on the one of the streams that they're going to, they're not, while they're referencing that one scene of the MCU, these guys are very much drawn from their, um, Yes, from I their, would agree with that. From their comics background. And he is very much an Enchantress boy, not a Hella boy. That's one of the, the times I would say that they have gone super heavy into the comics and not at hardly at all into uh, the MCU appearances as the Asgardians. Mm-hmm. They're almost all very true to the comics. Mm-hmm. His art, by the way, like his costume is straight out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the second card is Weapons of Midgard, which is obviously a reference to yeah. uh, the the machine guns. Uh, yeah. Des and Troy. Yeah. <laughs> Des and Troy. I'm That's guessing. I, I'm ho- I'm really hoping Weapons of Midgard is a attack card, and I'm I'm really excited. I don't know what. It's yeah, going it to gives be. him like range five five dice uh, right. physical attack. Yeah. Something like that, or a beam. Maybe it's like rain of bullets. Just hail of bullets. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, Skurg is just guy with axe in the comic books. He's, you know, he's Asgardian with axe. He doesn't really have anything super special going on. I don't, um, it, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come out and say it. This is because I'm trying to stay away from negativity and toxicity on this, this podcast, but I will say I am growing tired of random marvel bullshit that i did not ever ask for <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I was wondering where you were going with this i am just getting I was tired like, huh? i have i on our infamous podcast discord channel uh somebody was like hey look here's the picture and i just kind of erupted in in virulent anger and i remember sitting there and i was like i think i've spent like 10 minutes of my life just sitting here stewing about how much i don't like these models that these guys are part of this game and i was like why am i so mad about this i i didn't i wasn't mad when with viper and sin came out i was really just kind of because you're my waiting head. for the fantastic four yeah that's what it is i scratched my head when cassandra nova came out but it but then it finally came out and and yes you hit it on the head i'm just like where are than Fantastic Four. It ha- hell, even if you didn't, even if you're not, you're just putting them on a shelf to make sure they come out at the same time as a movie, and you're just pulling random guys from the Marvel Universe. There are so many other things in the Marvel Universe that are such big, big deals that could go in here. I mean, it's... Well, in their defense, and I, I don't agree with your point of view here. Okay. I, I am totally fine with just random shit coming out, honestly. I do obviously know that at some point we'll get to the other big stuff, but every everything, every big IP that they come out with, like X-Men or Avengers or Asgard, anything like that, every big IP that they bring into the game is another thing that they have to support. And so 
if you add in something like Fantastic Four, even though they really don't have a huge pantheon of villains, they're kind of just like global helpers. And they kind of just like fix whatever the major problem is at the time. They've got a handful. It's not like um, X-Men, though, where there's like a million bad guys for X-Men that would pop up. And so you wouldn't have to uh, supply that many models. Asgard is kind of the same way. You only need to help them out a little bit. But Asgard's one of the first affiliations that was added to the game. And Asgard and Wakanda have been criminally undersupported since release. Uh yeah. Now, part of the problem with Asgard is there's just not that many of them. Same with Wakanda. They they need to start addressing them, I think. Because Asgard, I think we can all agree, is not in a great place right now. And so okay. adding in an additional three-point model with Executioner or Scourge, whatever you want to call them, and then another like hybrid support model through Heimdall could be really good. I, and so I'm excited that they're getting this support. But what... For- my my first point that I wanted to make though one of the reasons why I got super mad is they okay so they have Asgardians to your point they definitely should give them a little bit of love you know there are people who really like Asgardians and they've come or come to love them as they play this game and so they want to see the expand and so they want to honor that and it's part of just kind of the the cycle of gaming right you introduce something you step away from it a while then you reintroduce something to freshen it and make people go back to those old models and be excited about that again i totally get that i think it's a great thing for games healthy good decision for amg but they pick fucking scourge and (laughs) heimdall which i go there are so many other asgardians that are make perfect sense and have so much more presence both in the comics or the mcu um odin uh to name one uh freya to name two and that i don't think odin's ever gonna see the game fucking that i think he's too big I think that's like putting the fire. Beyonder in the game. Like, like, why are we talking about uh, like, in the comic books? They've always made they've always written off the fact that he can't just fiat do and stuff because the Odin force doesn't just show up when he wants it to. It's like this very difficult to compel thing. And in, in fucking the movies, Hela just wipes the floor with everybody. She crushes the hammer and everything. Right. Which I know doesn't exist, but she's the goddess of death. She's one of the most terrifying beings in all of existence. And they put her in this game and she's she's a putz. And nobody seems to have a problem with that. I think that's why they don't want to put him in the game is because it'll be just that times ten. What I'm saying is I don't think they don't have to make him so overbearing. Um, they put mm-hmm. Dormammu in there, and he's eight points, and, and that's silly. Yeah, but, but he's an avatar of Dormammu. He's not actual Dormammu. Sure. He's like the Diet Coke of Dormammu. I guess my point is Odin and Freya exist. Sif exists. The Warriors 3 exists. Balder yes. exists. Like... These are all super like yes. pantheon characters, and they pick these two. I'm just saying, again, AMG has this strange track record of like listing all the possible abilities and then going, okay, we've, have we exhausted it? Have we thought of all of them? Okay, we start from the bottom and go up. Let's go. Like it's a weird thing they do. Well, it could be as simple lot. as these models were able to be designed fast enough to fit the, to fit the release schedule. Like, it could be a lot of stuff. It could also be that maybe they've been told by Marvel not to release these characters because they're in upcoming movies. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be a lot of things. And so I don't think it's fair to, like, judge them for that. I think that this this particular is a good release that is actually needed for the game right now. They don't need to add another affiliation. They need to support the affiliations they already have. Sure. And I'm totally fine with more Wakandans coming out. I'm totally fine with more Guardians coming out. 
I guess now when it comes it to really, Scourge, really I get just, it. Yeah, it was really uh, just Scourge gonna... and Heimdall. It was just that choice of those two that I immediately went, Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Warriors 3 and Sif would have been a great dual box set that could have come out, and it would have really fleshed them out. I agree. But, um... Or Sif and Balder. Just do Sif and Balder and yeah. just, just two characters. Yeah, but Boulder's never really had screen time, so nobody really knows him. That doesn't heavily right. follow the comics, right? But they did put, <laughs> but they put fucking uh, major major uh, Ursus or whatever his name is. They're they're putting the the bear Russian guy like a, that might be in a movie before he comes out. I guess, we don't know. You're right. I guess it's just I don't know. I feel like they they pick some really they they have. The track record of picking the bottom. I'm of personally the list. I think it's still waiting for Grizzly. Grizzly is going to be the big release for me. Yeah. Is is the that Hood, an Hoods Alpha gang. Flight? What is that? No, no, it's the the Hood Gang guy on the Hoods Gang card uh-huh. that's wearing the bear suit. Oh. And he's got like his face popping out of a bear costume. Uh-huh. His name's Grizzly. It's going to be awesome. Yep. <laughs> he's just a guy in a bear costume. All right. So Parker is uh, Mr. Negative Nancy over Sorry. here. Uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on Scourge and Heimdall? I don't have any problems with either of them. I mean, they seem... I, I'm a fan of anything to add into Asgardians that make them um, interesting, if not more playable. And I'm the same way with uh, Wakanda. I don't care who they give you. Like, splash someone in there. I, mm. I'm cool with it. And especially because, I mean, Scourge might have not been anyone in the comic books that's relevant, but in the movies, he certainly was. He was an interesting character. Um, and as you know, they go one way or the other. Who knows? Um, but I don't have any problem with it. I think it's funny that you've um, gone this way I, and you didn't do this with the Black Order releases that to me are the most yeah. randos. Who, who gives a shit? Like, Nobody knows who those two people are. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I suppose I the only I think it's those two struck me differently because. Oh, I know what it is. Go ahead. Parker doesn't like white Heimdall. I just said it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was really surprised they decided to make Heimdall white for this uh, model release. That was really surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm. I like I like anything with Idris Elba. I got to be honest with I'm you. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't read any of the the comics or anything, or followed up really at all. But I'm assuming that the Norse mythology figure was a black man. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? I'm just assuming, but like, you know, clearly. I like to picture all of my Norsemen with the deep, <laughs> deep tone. <laughs> but Jeremy was joking the other day. Jerry was joking the other day. I was like, I want to paint my Nick Fury white. I was like, well, I mean, until 10 years ago, that would have been a pretty common preference because yeah. that's what he was. Was he? So, was that a thing? Yeah, no, Nick Fury used to be white. Uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah, I don't the, know. The original, the original with yeah. the eye patch was not yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. That was introduced yeah. entirely by the Ultimates universe. Yeah. Yeah, who was basically written to be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Precisely. Not even sort yeah. of hiding it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Lex Luthor was white for a really long time, then they made him black for the cartoon. Did they? I didn't know that. Yeah, the huh. cartoon Lex Luthor was uh, the first black one. Interesting, but yeah. So I mean, I know that's what's annoying Parker, but we can move on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm certain. All of right. It. Yeah. So that was the first really box really set. Got um, <laughs> gotcha. Actually, hold on. I think I have a release date for these guys. Let me check. 
Maybe not. I might have lied. Hold on. This is a really low, like, there's no, there's just two team tactics cards in this. That's it. There's not a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. Two small bases and a team tactics, two team tactics cards. That's pretty chill. I will pay no more than $85 for that. Well, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be $83. <laughs> Uh, character pack info quarter three of 22 i'm surprised it's not announced yet yes yeah, so this looks like it's actually pretty far away i do not see it on asmodee's site nope yeah so the card pack the quinjet and swan and super are all coming out june 10th the week of the weekend of uh, the caster, what's it called? Mini extravaganza. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we don't have the other stuff yet. Although there is a lot of like star Wars Legion and shit coming out right after that. So AMG will be busy. They're just not doing Marvel stuff for a bit after that, or at least it's not announced anyway. All right. So let's move on to the next point. Uh, Parker, you want to hit us with yep. some more news? More news. Sorry, I'm still just so disappointed about this choice of characters. Um, <laughs> so, uh, another news. Uh, Black Order is uh, finally, finally, we have the ability to buy all of the original Black Order members, Sans Thanos, for a super cheap price. Um, I don't know if that's been on the top of anybody else's wish list. But getting, is this a Costco package? Whole, Can you yeah, only get this at Costco? Uh, it's it, only available at Costco. Uh, <laughs> It comes it's... with it comes with seventeen cubic feet of paper towels and uh, thirty two not... pounds of Oh wait, mustard. cubic feet. Yeah. That is a lot of paper towels. So my, so the thing <laughs> I was like seventeen square feet isn't that much paper yeah. towels. So cubic. seventeen cubic feet, that's yeah. a lot of paper towels. So I, I have this theory that at Sam's and Costco you have to buy things in units of measurement not intended for the original product. Like <laughs> you have to put like thirty two pounds of mustard and yeah. like, <laughs> So, a like gallon of sugar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's always in some remember, weird unit of measurement. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever went to a Sam's Club with my parents, and uh, this was in Indiana. They sold three packs of go-karts. Yeah. I was blown away when we announced, like, <laughs> we're coming back yeah. to this place yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah. It's all, and they're all like saran wrapped together somehow. Like, yeah, it's just like a saran wrapped together, shrink wrapped three go karts. I'm like, we need that. Yeah. They're like, we're not buying that. I was like, yeah. but we need it. Right. We will die without this. I love, I love uh, that concept. But anyway, Black right, Order, so, Black Order is getting the uh, shrink wrapped go kart treatment. You yeah, can now, yeah, you the go kart get, three pack treatment. Basically, what it did is they took the two boxes uh, that is Ebony Maw, uh, a Black Dwarf. Uh, and the other box of Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight, put them into the same box and knocked off what, like twenty bucks, thirty bucks? Is that how much they? Uh, it was previously ninety. Now it's sixty, so it's thirty dollars off. off. What they have done is sold you these four. Excuse me, hold on. Okay, they've sold you these four models at the same price it would have been as if you didn't buy Black Dwarf, which is what I think everybody's been wanting the whole time. <laughs> Because I think everyone would agree Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive, and Proxima Midnight are about average size slash cost models. And then Black Dwarf is the extra $30 model thrown into the bunch. So you're basically getting him for free. However, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. 
it comes with things that are not included in the original boxes. I did not see that. Are you guys excited about this? Oh, God. What is it? Items included in the character pack. One Black Dwarf miniature, one Corvus Glaive miniature, one Ebony Maw miniature, one Proxima Midnight miniature, four bases, four character stack cards, 17 tactics cards, four Infinity Gems, one affiliation card. So, originally this box set I believe only came with two Infinity Gems. It might have come with three, but I'm sure, I know it didn't come with four. At least I don't recall it coming with four. Mm. Uh, list of tactics cards it comes with includes First of the Black Order which is not in any of those boxes. Then we have Execute, Blood Despair, Price Failure, Shush, Mothership, and Marked for Death. And then Time, Space, Mind, and Reality Gems. Yeah, first the Black Order, that's coming with the... Um, yep, it's with coming with Black, Black Swan, Swan and Supergiant. Yeah. Which means that I would assume everyone is going to guess at this point that it is a generic Black Order card and has yeah. nothing to do with either of them. Yeah. Or else why would it come with these miniatures? Or this could be a misprint. Who knows? I'm going to need um, a $30 credit to the Geekery. <laughs> That's all I'm oh, concerned yeah? about right now. Oh, yeah? Because I'll be bringing my uh, models back. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll get you the $30 credit. Unfortunately, it's only available to be spent on used Blackwater models. <laughs> Fuck! Ugh. <sighs> So, um, so, so yeah, this is just hey, do this we is just think good for the that, game, right? It's just good for people. Who so that's the question. Like, why are they doing this, and what's the reasoning behind it? So this is CP one five nine. I assume the one means it's a repack. So CP fifty nine is that a thing yet? It is not currently a thing yet. Nothing has had CP fifty nine. So I assume this is just going to hold the place of CP59 and the one denotes that it's a reprint. That's my assumption based on my knowledge of the way uh, manufacturer SKU numbers work. Um, do we think they're going to do this with a lot more affiliations? Because of them, for them to do it with Black Order makes almost no sense to me because it's not like they're spread amongst a bunch of different box sets. There's just the two. Yeah. Now, if they were to do this for like X-Men... That would be huge because X-Men are intermingled with Brotherhood. Um, same with Asgard. Asgard getting boxed all up together might be good because they have like good guys, bad guys in the same boxes. So you end up having to buy a bunch of different stuff anyway. I would love to see this with every single affiliation. That would be amazing. Just like large box sets. Like, I, I, hey, we're coming yeah. out with Fantastic Four. They're yep. a $60 box set. Buy it all together. and Because who's going to buy just Human Torch? Like... Probably this not would also game. bring new players to the game. Like they'd be like, instead of asking, "Gosh, what should I get?" Well, get the box set. Get the ones you mm -hmm. like. You know. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm I'm for this in general. the The problem I have, and when it gets murky, is this is clearly a a future issue kind of thing. Like they they weren't planning this originally. I would imagine this is something that has come up recently that is making them do this or encouraging them to do this. If they originally wanted to do this, they would have just put them all together at the same time. These guys came out on the same day. Like, there's no reason they wouldn't have just boxed it all together. 
So probably what they're they're finding is the cost of making the additional box sets and splitting them all up is actually more expensive because you have to keep track of all those different SKU numbers and everything and print multiple box sets and have uneven purchasing on different items, which makes it really hard for game stores too. Like for example, if the new X-Men come out and they come out same day as Brotherhood, there's like six box sets on like basically the same weekend. Well, we ordered an equal amount of all of them, but nobody bought like the Gambit one because for hypothetically whatever reason, let's say Gambit's bad. So I'll end up with a lot of extra of that one. But if it's all in one bigger box, everyone's buying the, the big box and not worrying about it. Right. Because everyone wants to get the models inside. So there's pluses and minuses of both sides. This is just interesting. I'm curious if they are going to do this for multiple affiliations. Will they end up doing it to more than four models at a time? Like, would they do six models at a time? Also, are they going to use, you know, are for these affiliations that are really big, like if they make an Avengers box, I'm assuming they're not going to put 44 characters in it, right? So they pick, yeah. are they picking six characters? Is it Captain America, the two Captain Americas, Hulk, and then like wasp and you're like oh okay like are they going to i mean the earliest avengers were well i don't know if they would break up the core set though still no i'm not i'm I'm just using it for example yeah but you could do the four avengers from the core set in a box on their own Mm -hmm. you could do uh cap iron man black widow and shit captain marvel i guess what i'm saying is um are people i guess yeah i guess first this is always only this is always good for somebody who just wants to get into the game and has no context right Um, yeah but if you know how the if you've been playing the game and you want to expand your game and you you want to pick and choose maybe the smaller boxes are still what you want to go with right because you're not going to get models that you're never going to use just even if you save 20 bucks it's plastic that'll just do nothing because you're sure you're never going to try this um well, we say that, but I mean, a lot of our more competitive-minded people buy everything, so. True. I feel like this is really good for the uh, the mom and dad and the kid that come in the shop looking for something. Mm-hmm. And the dad's like, yeah. oh, he loves, you know, Asgard or whatever. Boom, you just get that. And then all of a yeah, sudden. Here's the Asgard box. Yeah, and it's it's an easy sell. And you'd be like, come back, you know, if he digs them, get the box set and all this stuff. Get that later, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a $40 investment instead of 100 That's a hell of a, a difference. Well, it would be $60 investment, $790 Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it's so much more palatable for like a grandma coming in to buy something for their kid. Also, not having multiple items and trying to pick stuff out. I was like, well, do I need all four of the black orders? Like, just get the four. Like, it's basically, the second box is basically free. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely eliminates some of the conversation of what's best or whatever. Just get it. No big deal. Hmm. And, I mean, there's no doubt this is an amazing deal. Uh, $60 for those four minis, which is cheaper than buying normal minis. Like, it's $80, it's, yeah, $80 for four normally. And these models are more expensive than your average models, and they're still cheaper than that price point. Yeah. Yeah, so I would even imagine if they were going to do... Um, or maybe they've just found that everyone that bought Black Order bought both boxes, even though they're an older box, which is definitely wouldn't be true today. Like, if we knew what we knew today, nobody would have bought Ebony Maw and Black Dwarf. I don't know. It's odd. I didn't see this coming at all. It really blindsided me when I saw this today. I guess we should note that we literally learned about this today. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I guess that'll take us to the last bit of news we have, yep. uh, which is a rumor that somebody told us from one of the streams that happened recently. We haven't had time to watch the stream, but uh, it was apparently announced by, I want to say, Schick, that tactics cards are going to officially move to a rotation, which is uh, kind of something we've been anticipating for a while now because they all have the separate... Um, symbols on the bottom which they've said in the past was for um restricting print runs and stuff and so the the word on the street is that's going to happen in the fairly near future which might justify the um the reason for the cards in the the reprint box mm. yeah that's not boding well for my bet yeah parker you have a you have an even worse track record of betting all right, so field dressing has the Spider-Man symbol. Med pack has the Spider-Man symbol. Um, what was a card that was reprinted um, in the box set that was did not maybe have that symbol, or does have that symbol even? Um, what's the? Uh, What's the card that comes with Gamora? Daughters of Thanos. Mm-hmm. So Daughters of Thanos got reprinted and it has the Spider-Man symbol. So that that kind of negates that theory. Uh, it's still possible, though, they didn't reprint them because they are planning on not allowing them in the future. I might sit down tomorrow at game night and pull out all of my Spider-Man symboled cards and see what my taxes card selection looks like without those cards. Because maybe that would... Uh, give me a good idea of where they want the meta to be because maybe they uh there's no question their tactics card design in the first like phase of the game was not ideal there was a lot of absolutely terrible cards and there was a lot of really busted cards so if they rotate do we think they're going to do we think they're going to rotate just with the symbol on the bottom or are they actually just going to make a list and give it to everybody I would imagine they're going to use the symbols. Hmm. What do you mean by make a list? They're just going to make a list yeah. of banned cards? Like no, a huge list of banned cards? Not, not banned, just a, a huge list of legal cards. Just make a legal... It'll say like legal restricted, legal uh, unrestricted, and just do that. So they don't have to fuck with symbols in the bottom of cards and, and wonder... I mean, I think they did the symbols for a reason and never trying to even implement it seems dumb. Uh, you're right. I think it was dumb. <laughs> I, I think I think that was a dumb idea. I don't know. I don't. You. I think it was you really think idea. it was just super dumb and pointless. Yes, I think it was a. I think there's somebody was like. Why? I think somebody floated it because of the thing you just said, which is if they go by certain sets, some sets are just doomed to be like very lopsided, and some sets are doomed to be very meh. Like they. Don't... No, I'm saying that because of the Spider-Man cards are way overbalanced. Right, that's what I'm and saying. And they're not allowing newer cards to be played, which is how that's supposed to work. Like, imagine if you will, Magic: The Gathering, because they're the most famous rotating game system that's that's existed. So all of the, like the Power Nine cards and the Dual Lands and all of that stuff from way back when, if it was allowed in the current environment, they'd be smothering. Nothing would ever get printed that got yeah. to see play right. in those like resource pools I, I yeah i get it so you have to deny them to allow for actual healthy game growth sure 
Okay. But they also, but they also, so, but they also purposely reprint cards of of those power spikes. They purposely put cards back into sets that existed in some form in earlier sets that were really strong in order to create a cycle, right? To, in order to create a play cycle where people are going, okay, this card stands out. We're going to start playing yeah. it, and then other people go, oh, I'm going to counter that, and so the counter becomes yeah. more prevalent. And so you want a cycle, a healthy cycle. So what I'm saying is, if you, I have, I haven't sat down like you're suggesting and going through each symbol and like look to see but it, let's say they pick the second symbol which i don't remember what it was the one after spider people x uh, i believe it was um was it the X's? criminal symbol was it the criminal symbol or was it, it was X's? the criminal syndicate symbol with the buildings i think okay and so, then the x-men symbol was the latest one right so let's say we get to the um criminal syndicate symbol one and as it turns out it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of random inhumans cards and uh shit like uh, well laid plans and it's just uh-huh. uh, grievous wounds actually you no know, grievous wounds are minus a spider-man symbol but um maybe are you looking for specific yeah cards? I'm, I'm looking for like just random bullshit go that doesn't actually do anything to the game and so they they say this is the current set you're like okay i guess uh i guess i play um lethal protector and, and i don't I, i'm just I guess what I'm saying is... So, do you want to know three of my favorite cards from the Spider-Man symbols, just real quick? Sure. Uh, Drop off, hired muscle, and all you've got. Yeah. Okay. So, So if we just ban all the Spider-Man cards, maybe the game is in a better place than it was. Right, but is our our med pack and field dressing and all those also in the Spider-Man? Yes. Because then... Yes, they are. But we've talked many times about how field dressing is a super important card in this game. Like... It, mm-hmm. it, I think it is. It actually allows games to occur that can't be won without it. It's one of the reasons why it's so important. Taking mm-hmm. it out of the game is necessarily going to dramatically shift the power of models in the game and the ability to come back. There's the, the comeback mechanic is much more difficult to play without it. Um, yeah. So if that's so, if you ban Spider People, the Spider Man card, you're not just taking the 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 top cards out of the game you're also dramatically changing what people feel like they can play for example if a lot of if all the spider-man cards were wakanda cards and there are no more wakanda cards that are legal yes will people be like well i can't guess we can't play wakanda because if we do we're just taking a huge tactics we're we're having no character or Basically, by picking Wakanda, I can't have a character card or a team affiliation card. I just played somebody at the tur- uh, tournament this weekend who said, I only pick characters based upon their tactics cards. Like, I really like mm-hmm. to play character tactics cards. I think it's a really fun yeah. way to play the game. And so, what if his favorite affiliation just gets eliminated? And he goes, and then he goes, well, I guess I can't play my characters anymore. Does that just mean he goes to another one? Uh, and it, I get maybe that's good for the game because it forces him so, to buy a new So, models, again, but... this is where I'm going to bring you back to the card pack. And all those reprints that we thought were incredibly redundant right. might instantly become very justified to get those cards back into circulation. Sure. And so a lot of those cards do get reprinted, not the affiliated ones, but a lot of the generic cards are getting reprinted with new symbols so that mm-hmm. they stay current. So like Heave Ho, One Two Punch, and unfortunately they're all terrible, but a lot of them have gotten reprinted. Like I have five printings of Heave Ho just to make sure it's always available. <laughs> Oh, that's another bit. If you use a symbol and you have a card with, that has multiple different symbols on it, does that just mean... As long legal, as it's legal, it's, it's legal. It's legal. You can use whatever printing long, you want. Right, it's legal as long as the symbol's yeah. on the bottom, right? 
as long as it, the card has that symbol in one of its printings, that's all that matters. Man, I really want to. You just... don't have to throw away your old copy of Heave Ho and go buy the box set that has the new printing of it. Your old right. copy of Heave Ho would still be legal. Right. Which is why I wonder if they'll just print a list. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the information is out there. Someone can just make a list. I don't know right. if they need to print it. Sure. Uh, sure. Make a PDF of it and put it online. Yeah. Is my point. So, yeah, it's not they hard. could make. It's a not list. hard to make a P- put a PDF on yeah. their on their uh, PDF page, the tran- yeah. uh, transmission page. I, I can't remember which one it is the organized play. The organized play. Yeah. So that's that's why I say even if they if they go with symbols, fine. But I I think it's as likely that they actually just curate the whole thing. But maybe they were super intentional with the symbols. I don't feel like they were because I think they were. But, but. Well, I, I think they were very intentional in the way they did it. I, now, if you're asking if I think that the way they were intentional about it will create a, a healthy game state, I don't know. Yeah. But I think they were very intentional about how many releases were in each phase and which releases had which phase on them. I think that was very intentional. Now, I don't know that the like if you cut out the Spider-Man symbol and only use Criminals and X-Men that the game is still super healthy. I'm just saying that I w- I'm interested to see what that looks like. I would imagine they would grandfather in any of the affiliated or character only cards. I think we're only really talking about unrestricted cards, like, un- like open play cards, generics really. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they would actually make Wakanda forever illegal, even though I think that might be a good choice to do. Honestly, if we're talking about affiliated cards, the thing that really confused me is that we're getting Heimdall, but Rainbow Bridge is a card in the game. Like, I thought that was basically Heimdall in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it, so it now if like... he, like Jeremy was saying earlier, if he has Lockjaw's ability to just teleport people around, like, what the fuck is the point of the tactics card? So I just I just organized it by CP, and that really doesn't tell the whole story, because the CP no. was not their, their release order at all. Things did not come, yeah, it, it, there was, they generally got pretty close to it, but there was a lot of out-of-order stuff. Right. Primarily, once you got to... Let's see. I would say about into the the twenties, somewhere in the twenties, it started getting off track. Yeah. But I want to say that also was when, uh, like, Enchantress and them got super delayed. That's when the movie started getting delayed. It got really messed up because it was uh, Miles Gwen and Hawkeye Black Widow came out way out of order. I believe. And those Angela, two kind of messed up. Angela got caught in some sort of time warp. Yeah. Wait, did I just say the wrong box? Set? Yeah. Yeah, it was Enchantress and Angela were the ones that were super off. I think uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye were only off because the movie and the TV show got so delayed. Okay, now I'm opening up this list again. I'm seeing just... I wonder if I could guess which one they're banning based upon this card pack 2022. So it looks like, well, that's what I'm saying. Cause almost all of those cards are, have the Spider-Man, Spider-Man symbol. symbol. So I, yeah. I don't think it's as much as that's what they're banning. I think that's what they are reprinting to keep current. Those right. are the cards they want to carry into the future. But that's what I'm saying that they'll from they'll, the first set, they'll likely make spider, the Spider-Man symbol illegal, right? Is, is my yeah. point. 
yeah, I think that's that's what they've stated all along was the plan. That's what you Is stated. Eventually... That's what you stated all along was the plan. I don't think anyone in AMG ever said that. I think you just no. They talked about one of their streams that it that was what the symbols are for. Ah, okay. Is that when they if they wanted to move to a rotational format, that would be the demarcation. Mm -hmm. That way, they don't have to print out lists that were confusing. You could see by just looking at your products what's legal and what's not. So personally, for me. If that's what's happening, if we're going to the rotation and, like, let's say Spider-Man symbol or just a certain CPU number, like, 1 through 25 is now illegal. Unless it's got a character-specific name or an affiliation. Or if it's just not in the card pack, one of the two, it's not legal. Like, I could understand that. And that might also justify why some things didn't get errated. Because they're not getting carried into the next set. Right. Or the next phase or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I, I'm fine to shake everybody up. I, I don't. Yeah. As long as everybody gets shook this? up, I'm fine. Random, curious, hot take. Right? What if they're reprinting the Black Order to carry them into the future, and Thanos isn't on the list because they just don't want to deal with Thanos? Like Thanos is an unaffiliated character. No, I'm just saying. Like, what if the Thanos wasn't like. For where they like they went to rotate and like Thanos's cards didn't get rotated with him. What? Like Thanos is no longer a game a character in the game. Is what you're saying? Maybe something yeah. like that. Like you can play him if you're playing. Because why wouldn't they? All three of those box sets came out on the same day. Why wouldn't you put Thanos in the box? Because he came with a big base or something. Maybe I don't know. He did, but I mean, no, nobody really cares about that. And the, I mean, you could the, easily... And he came with the special crisis event thing. Yeah, you know, but that's just a pack of cards. Like, that's that's like five bucks. Like, even if they upped the price of the box accordingly, like, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah, it is weird, uh, whatever they're going to do. They could they, done, you know what they, they might do? $100 for all five, I think would have been a fair price. I wonder if maybe they're going to put Thanos with those new, two new ones. Like, that'll be a different box set. You think so? There'd be like Black Order 1 and 2? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it does make sense because it's a very expensive. Thanos is a super expensive box set. So 65. He's yeah. one of the most expensive kits. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, but you're mainly paying for the big chair in the Ultimate Encounter, uh -huh. which a lot of people don't care about. That is true. Yeah, well, notably, <clears throat> there, there are a notable number of... Sorry, uh, I spent this entire time just studying the card pack because knowing mm -hmm. that this is possible, I wanted to know, like, what's on the <laughs> chopping block? And there's a bunch of things in here. The, the obvious ones, like med pack and uh, field dressing, but also things like blind obsession would be leaving. Like this. Yeah. Um, it's all the actual Spider-Man release stuff, and all the Sinister Six stuff, the the Black Order stuff, Wakanda Asgard, um, most of the Avengers stuff. I think it's basically up to like Doctor Strange-ish timeline. Notably, <clears throat> Patch Up is staying in. 
yeah, patch up will be the healing card. I think they were really unhappy with how healing felt to them in the game after it got loose. I don't think they anticipated people trying to go so hard on healing. But in most game systems, healing is one of the most breakable things. Well, if they took the healing cards out, uh, it brings Asgard up a bump. I mean, it, that would be a a little bit of a fix for them. If they're one of the only ones that can kind of, like, keep up healing every turn kind of deal. It also makes Whereas, the regen characters a lot, a lot better. I don't follow. What do you mean? Because <clears throat> if they took the, the card out um, to heal... Asgard has built-in healing where they can pay to do it. Oh, you know I thought I'm you were talking about Wakandans. I no. I'm with you. I thought you were talking about Wakandans. No, I'm just saying gotcha. it's more of a premium thing when not everybody can do it. That's all Agreed. I'm saying. Man, I think I just lost a bunch of episodes. My probation continues. <laughs> you only bet, uh, what is it, 600 episodes? It was 50. I'm pretty sure it was 600. I just watched. I just listened to it yesterday, uh, earlier today. It's... What was it? What What do you think you're wrong about? Uh, I said, we I think that yeah. the bet was that he bet 50 episodes that there was no logic at all to the cards not put in the upgrade pack. It was, and so beyond the errated cards and the core set just being in there for no apparent reason, um, it didn't make any sense. So it's but seeming, conveniently, the card yeah. pack is coming out during Mini Extravaganza, which is the one year anniversary of them announcing the card pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like we were expecting this three quarters ago guys where the fuck is it so that's that i was just banking on them going so you gotta want some new cards and that was it like that was the only thing yeah said. parker was assuming there was just no real rhyme or reason to it and now it's looking a lot like there could be a reason behind it so parker's yeah. gonna probably lose some more episodes and get close to a thousand again yeah uh we can make another bet to try and hedge your bet what's that how would you bet again well, I mean, hedging is when you make a secondary wager to try and balance out your first wager that becomes apparent that it's not a good wager. So, for example, if you bet on the Lakers to win the NBA title, and then it becomes apparent to you at some point that the Lakers are not going to win, you could bet twice as much that the other team was going to win to try and cover your losses. That's an example of a hedge. Double or nothing. Yeah, basically it's a double or nothing, and you make a separate wager. Because you know you've already lost the first bet. And so now you need to recover your funds in a different way. It's a really good way to go bankrupt. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like terrible. It's like the play, It's like the, the, the strategy of just double down on blackjack when you start losing. Just every time you lose a hand, double your bet until you win and then you'll be even. And so as long as you have an infinite bankroll, you can't lose. The problem is you don't have an infinite bankroll. Right. And anyone who follows doubling numbers realizes they get out of hand really quickly really? when you're betting, like, your life savings. People don't get that. People don't get how fast that goes. Yeah, that goes real fast. I was only betting $5. So I doubled my bet eight times. Now I'm out of money. It's weird. Uh, my first thing was, so the first thing I thought was, oh, no, how, you know, how much will this shake up? And really, it's just field dressing. That's really the only thing I can think of that's really going to change. I think med pack is going to make almost as big of a difference. Uh, the problem card I have is climbing gear. If climbing gear leaves the meta. That's going to be big. 
And so if Indomitable was literally printed to make up for the fact that climbing gear isn't going to be around, that could be interesting. I think, yeah, because then, you know, climbing gear is less necessary, maybe, because you're not using climbing gear. No, I mean, climbing gear is in the Spider-Man packs, so. Right. If they're rotating on the Spider-Man symbol, then climbing gear is out, too. So it's tactical analysis. Basically, all the movement cards are gone. Uh, curiously, uh, not if you're shield, because tactical analysis still exists for them. Just exactly. So analysis. shield getting all the legacy restricted cards seems yeah. really strong now. Right. Right. At the same time, I have not been playing with Metpack recently and and not missed it. But I don't know how I could yeah. ever like field dressing feels so important. It cuts deep on some characters, like uh, Hulkbusters. I think a character that Medpack's pretty important on because he takes a brunt, and you kind of need to absorb a spike or two. Oh, it is true that I will love when my opponent does not have med pack because I don't know how yeah. many how many times I've gotten ready to kill him within and one and then just like heal up. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we said, this is not a hundred percent guaranteed or anything. These are just things that we we heard through the grapevine, uh, and obviously something they've been kind of planning on for a while. Uh, we don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on it or not. Um, so moving on. Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. We have currently playing. Um, Jeremy, I heard that you don't like Doc Ock anymore. It's not that I don't like him. He just doesn't like me. Yeah. It's, okay. It's business. I don't think it's personal. Um, you, you reached out a gloved hand and he just like fucking mm-hmm. slapped it away. Yeah. All right. So those of everyone not in the know, we we had a local tournament uh, over the weekend. There were 12 of us there. It was a great time. Uh, Jeremy is going to do a quick rundown of how his games went. All righty. Okay, so I was playing Brotherhood. Um, I just went standard Brotherhood. There wasn't really anything too interesting. I did have Thanos in there just in case. Um, first game, I played Josh. We kind of always land together and have to play each other. He usually plays X-Men. I've played something different pretty much every time. Um, I, you know, it, it was a pretty tight game. I don't really remember all of it. I, I ended up taking it, but it wasn't like a landslide or anything. Um, we just went back and forth. There was a giant-ass size 5 building to the right. That's the one thing I do remember. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> And the Juggernaut was trying to push through a size 4, and he reminded me he can't do that. So I learned those two things. Um, I ended up winning that game. The next game I played um, Jason Wilburn, and he acknowledged the fact that he was playing a splash of four leaders in one list, and basically could pull together about any of that in a mess of whatever he wanted. Those uh, are rookie numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's Let me true. Tell you in a minute, that's okay, so true. What, what what is that? What is what was it? Um, his basic build was the seven point. Um, he could play guardians and put whatever he wanted with it, but he also had blade. What else did he have? Um, she Hulk. Probably, I, I don't remember. He had four leaders. That's all that really matters. And the fact mm-hmm. is, he he had a small base that he could do whatever he wanted with. Uh, he pulled scoundrels, so there was a five basically points to contest, and there was enough crap on the board where I was like, "Well, I'll, I'll use um, the other leadership of um, 
Mystique, which worked out fine. I got to play some models I haven't played in forever. I played Sabretooth, and I played Scarlet Witch. Um, man, it feels good to roll dice with Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she just, I miss playing Scarlet Witch. She just really, really hammers at home. Like you guys act like mm. you can't play her. I think it's so funny. Uh, listen, no, no, I, I'm, I'm going to. I've been looking at trying to get her in yeah. the list again. The thing is, is there's so many cool models. Like I don't. When things the come out, is every time I play Brotherhood, Magneto's in there, and they don't work well together. No. They're just too much we'll of the same play, thing. Just don't play her then. Listen, we, play, we're gonna do whatever. Yeah, we, I want to do whatever I fucking want. Yeah. Um, I'm, talking, I'm talking to Brandon. You, you are you great, Jeremy. You go. Thank you, thank you. Um, ended up taking that game down. Uh, let's see, the last game. Oh, I played Richard. Richard is kind of my. Um, I don't know. There's something about him with spider foes that makes me want to punch a baby in the face. By baby, I mean Richard. By face, I mean his face. Um, he has a carnage that eats my lunch every game. Doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Doesn't matter what's on the table. Carnage dazed six models that game. <laughs> and he KO'd five. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there, there's two elements that happened. Um, one of them, I spread everything out. I got um, carnage dazed. I got several models dazed. There was tons of shit dazed. The only thing left was basically had a Doc Ock and a um, Green Goblin. I was fine. He couldn't get anywhere for field dressings. I send over uh, Juggernaut over the flank with um, Doc Ock. Um, He has zero power on him. He somehow dazes Juggernaut with one hit, gets four power off a three power strike, so he has four, managed to wander over, field dress, fucking carnage. Carnage comes to life, basically kills my entire army, and then takes, well, he doesn't get the, because <laughs> Hulk has 20 health left still. He doesn't, he doesn't daze Hulk. I'm fine, but then he pulls the trigger on, um, what is it called? The thing where I drop all my shit. What is that uh, one called? Well, all according, all to according to plan. Well laid, pla- well yeah. laid plans. Well laid plans. And the only reason he had the power for all that is because of the move that Doc Ock made where he magically got four power. Um, it was just one of those series of events that I just, I couldn't have, I, I'm like, holy shit, it's happening. Spider-Foes is really getting me here. Well, you didn't say the best part is because he played well laid plans and Hulk had three hammers. Ooh. <laughs> it just dropped all of them. Yeah. So... <laughs> I had, t- yeah. I had two models that had things. I had four hammers on me. Uh, Hulk had three of them. Um, uh, Magneto had the other one. Hulk, of course, takes damage from the damn thing, drops three hammers, and Magneto doesn't take any damage and keeps his single hammer. Yay! So I went from basically not killing all his models, running away with all the points, to going upside down in one turn. Because hey, it could have been worse. Huh? Magneto could have dropped his hammer too. Oh yeah. Now once that happened, <laughs> that's I, like the nah. only thing that could have gone nah. worse. Like it all just landslid on me um, and snowballed into me losing that game. Uh, and I mean, kudos to Richard. He played it right. Like it, it all happened for him. He had things that he needed to do, yeah. and all of that had to line up because I had all the hammers. I had all the hate. Like I dazed everybody. Um, Everybody was either KO'd or dazed, except for Doc Ock, and it just, it is what it is, and he got me. I was trying to line up uh, against Parker for the fourth game, but 
I was pared down and he knocked me out. That was it. Um, s- similar things kind of happen in Blood Bowl because Blood Bowl, there's a lot of like coin flip effects. Then if one goes your way, you get to keep trying and keep going and keep uh-huh. going until something fails. But if anything fails, basically your turn ends. And so it's it's like that a lot in Blood Bowl where it's like you can just have those miracle turns where you win like 12 or 13 coin flips in a row and just swing the entire game back on its head. And it, it feels like that happens in Marvel sometimes. It's like, yeah. well, if everything just comes up fucking like like Richard sometimes, like you're, you're going to do well. And so, but it's same thing the other way. Like, you know, sometimes you can be in a great position and just like, just keep pressing at home and there's nothing your opponent can do. Yeah, it was such a it was such a far fetched thing for Doc Ock to get four that mm-hmm. it wasn't even on my radar. Like I had no, yeah. I, I didn't see it because Never he had even to move. Considered that he would get to four, yeah, get to four in one hit on yeah. Juggernaut. I'm like, there's no way, no. Nope. But you know, I whiffed out. He got two crits or whatever he needed to get the double power, double hit or whatever. I mean, he just, I got aced by that guy. Pretty weird. All right, Parker, how were your games? So, um, I uh, had a couple of different routes to take. Um, you might remember from the last podcast, if you guys have been listening, I've been playing a lot of Shadowlands Daredevil, and I had this weird spot uh, at 17 points that I feel like I needed to do something with. And so um, I decided finally to go with what I what I proposed at the last cast, which is uh, go with a second two-pointer. And so Bullseye and another two-pointer and i picked honey badger and took out um uh killmonger uh, yeah killmonger for um so killmonger and baron zemo went on for honey badger and x23 and i ended up playing a couple games at 17 points uh the very first game was not that it was against a, a a brand new guy named jay he's from the west coast i think um and, Jay Smith, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he was, I, I was really glad that he got to come over and play. He really loves playing. He just, his schedule doesn't work out. And so he got to, uh, he come for, came for the tournament. He was awesome. It was a great game. Um, he did not know what my list did. And so he, you know, tried to play a regular game of MCP where he's coming and picking up stuff. And he just ran into all the bullets. Uh, I didn't get to play X2300 better that game. It was a different point value. I think it was 16 points. Um, but the list just slowly chewed him down and um i think it tabled him yeah i think he, i think that the game was no it wasn't a table but by fourth round i had like 17 points and he had like two um or by turn four it was nearly table i think he had one guy left on his backside and then round two we played 17 points and so i dropped x23 and honey badger down and i was playing against a guy named miles which uh so it was a person named parker and a person named miles and neither of us were playing web warriors which we thought was a giant travesty but uh he was playing avengers and he was a really skilled player it was a really strong game uh he knew what i was about from the beginning he was he was he's like mm-hmm. if i just run straight at you you're going to uh you're going to you're going to kill my guys he knew of what i was doing and so, uh, on turn, um, uh, it was the, uh, uh, Fisk and the, the blue was the Fisk one, right? So the, the two separated on yeah. C and it was, uh, the, sorry, I'm just blanking out on the, the cubes. And so I had my ninja 
flip a cube to Daredevil. So at the start of the activation phase on turn two, he could blind obsession 1v1 vision on top of one of the Wilson Fisk tokens. And so he was like, that's not going to work because Daredevil is just going to eat me and I'm never going to be able to kill Daredevil uh, while I'm blind obsession. So vision immediately leaves to go to the other side. So it was Daredevil v vision on one Wilson Fisk thing. And then he was playing uh, Deadpool, Cap, and a Hulk on the other point and my whole list went that direction and besides daredevil and so he shifted vision over there so daredevil just sat on the point and scored three for the rest of the game he just scored three a turn completely uncontested and i was totally happy to do that because he thought his 17 points versus my 70 points was going to be good enough and then x23 activated um she over the course of the game i think i think we counted the number of damage i think it was like somewhere around like 30 to 40, somewhere in like 34 damage or something in there. Um, she was responsible for basically taking out his entire list. Um, and w the, the big culminating turn was on turn three, she uh, fooled emptied Captain America uh, on its backside, um, fooled emptied Deadpool on its backside. And then while she did that, moved three times and picked up the three uh, cubes while she had full health on her backside. Uh, I managed to get his Hulk down low enough to where he died during the two cubes. He had he had two cubes on him, and he died to the two cube damage. And so, um, so yeah, he, he, he just had Vision left at the end of that turn, and he couldn't get anywhere. And it was a pretty close game. Like he was actually up on points most of the time uh, going into turn three. And then on turn three, I just scored like seven and he didn't score one. And that was the end of it. I, we, we, on turn four, I scored the rest. So it looked really, really close because he was doing a very good job of not committing his guys uh, very hard. But the one mistake I think he made early in the game is he, I left one of my um, cubes on my side open for his Hulk and his Hulk actually jumped and walked all the way over to the cube and picked it up, standing in front of X-23, Honey Badger, and Winter Soldier. And that was a big mistake, because then his Hulk just took way more damage for free. Like, it, it cost me nothing to just do a bunch of damage to him. That that doesn't seem like a great idea yeah. for one point. Right. Um, so he did a really good job of managing to managing a lot of it, except that. And that, that really cost him a lot of the longer parts of the game. The last game I played against John, um, local uh, a guy named John. I say character because he is a character. He's fantastic. I love John. Uh, and John and I. John is a character. John love, John and I love playing games at tournaments. We love playing games in general. And um, he was playing Brotherhood and X Men combo. Um, and we ended up playing Gamma and um, Spider Infected. Uh, and I, I was, uh, I was allowed to pick, so I picked 15 points. So I did exactly my 17 point list, ex uh, minus bullseye actually. So I just completely left criminals behind and just got the criminal affiliation with daredevil winter soldier as a free agent and hood. And then at X 23 honey badger. And at 15 points, he played Magneto, um, toad rogue and his X 23, and uh, uh, his Magneto activated it on his top of two first because he kept priority and tried to kill Honey Badger in X-23 and failed. 
So I activated my hood, played Hood's Gang. He got six power because he shot um, Toad the last turn and dazed him. Um, he downs X-23 himself to get the six power, gives um, uh, my X-23 the uh, follow me, and my, uh, my X-23 takes out Toad, completely kills him, then dazes Magneto, and um, does three damage to Rogue, and is on the back point. And I, I've only activated two characters, and his whole army is now gone, except Rogue, who's on half health on the back point with X-23. And so he tries to hurt X-23, and doesn't, it doesn't work, and the rest of my army collapses on him. And that turn, I skirt, uh, tur on bottom of two, I had 16 points. Not 16 points, 14 points. I was short by two. And he was, Sounds like your X-23 had a pretty good day. My X-23 had a really good day, but one of the things we were talking about, and and uh, I was talking about it with Miles and John after the game, is um, X-23 with an extra with two extra rerolls feels like you're rolling nine dice, is what it feels like. Because you have, you're getting Assassin reroll, Hood reroll, Daredevil reroll. So that's five dice rerolling three, so it's kind of like eight. And then you're getting the pierce on top of it. So if you could like make a character that said move, and that's, that's, that's her basic attack. And I was constantly doing her spender, which only costs two and lets her move. So that's more like a, feels like a 10 dice attack because it also has a wild pierce. Mm -hmm. So since I'm re-rolling dice and, and commonly getting the wild and I'm making the six dice I am rolling, roll and hit so much more often. If I ever get a crit in there, it spikes just a little bit. It feels so punishing. And that's and that's what happened uh, in the second game and the third game of the tournament. I found an X-23 with an X with two extra re-rolls is even more egregious than she currently is. She punches up even harder. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things I found with playing X-23 before this, because I played like four or five games that were for Daredevil and Hood's Gang, and she would commonly leave characters on two, like something that would happen. Like you'd leave characters on two health, and mm -hmm. that stops her crazy chain because she can just keep spending two power to make a move and an attack. Um, but uh, she can't just keep doing it. It's once per turn. Uh... Have you been using it more than once per turn? Did I? Oh, boy. Hold on. Is it only once per turn? It yes. is once per turn. Did I use it more than once per turn? We, I mean, we taped it, so maybe on that crazy turn, did I use it more than once? I did use it more than once, yeah. That's how the damage I did to Rogue. So, Parker's banned for life. Yeah. I did not use... I did not know that was uh, only once per turn. It seemed like you were doing a lot with three attacks. That was... And the game against Miles... I'm thinking about that crazy turn she had. No. Well, like you were talking had. about against John, you dazed Toad, you damaged Rogue, and you dazed Magneto. That means you would have yeah. had to have one-shotted Magneto and Toad. Toad's believable, but dazing Magneto in one hit when I assume he's spending is pretty hard. And then also getting to Rogue and dealing damage. No. No, I did that. I I, okay. I didn't. I don't think I... We can look at the video. Well, then you just rolled exceptionally well, yeah. which is... If we, if we can look at the video, but I'm pretty sure I moved twice with the Claw Rush, not the Frenzy. I'm pretty sure I only spent for mm -hmm. Frenzy once, but we can look back at it. It I would surprise me if John didn't catch you trying to do that. Yeah. Because he obviously was using X-23, and he knows his He's just too good. nice to say anything about the obvious cheater in front yeah. of him. That's yeah. true. To shame it someone, was... he wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't do that. He's too nice. Just yeah, go ahead he... and go again, Parker. It's fine. 
Yeah. Uh, so maybe I didn't. I I know I didn't do it in my game against Miles because I didn't KO somebody twice. So it only would have happened mm-hmm. in the game against John. Um, so in the game against John, I would have to go back to the tape to see if I didn't one shot Magneto. I may have. Um, I may have. But if I didn't, then I got an extra attack on Magneto. Uh, or rather, I got an extra attack on Rogue. You got the extra attack on t- on Rogue is what right, would have happened, right. yeah. But um, even without that. Anyway. Even, yeah, even yeah. without that. She's Obviously, I, I said this when she got spoiled. I think she's way overtuned. She yeah. does way too much damage. Well, she does it. She hits like a she hits like almost a five pointer sometimes. Yeah. And like I said, if you if you can just fix your dice even more, and the the crazy thing about her is if she's playing with Honey Badger, but heck, just with if you just play exceptional healing, it's so hard to stop. That thing I just described is so hard to stop. Mm. You're like, I'm going to on turn two, even if you have priority, unless you have a character that's going to just know to send X twenty three far far away and not damage her, then then yeah, you'll be okay. The rest of my list is still there. It's not like you stopped me from hurting you. It's just you, you stopped X-23 mm-hmm. from hurting you this turn. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I threw X-23 onto the middle point. I didn't hide her. She uh, she was right there because I had full confidence with Honey Badger there. Yeah, I, I think it's healing. it's a huge problem because you have to try and engineer a way to get her down without triggering the other abilities on Honey Badger, and you have to also worry about the rest of the list. Like the the problem is the five point package is way too efficient. Yeah, like they're they're way too much like Rocket and Groot. They're just way too efficient for what you're paying for. But this is a very mobile Rocket and Groot, which is yeah the really scary part. Well, the problem is Rocket and Groot are mobile now. Uh, no, they're just longer, my opinion. they're just farther reaching for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't actually punish you that much to move Rocket. Yeah. Yes. Groot is mobile because he's can be so much further away now, and he's got a higher range. But moving Rocket once and then deadly duoing is stu- still incredibly efficient. Yeah. You, in fact, you're almost wasting the last attack anyway because five attacks is too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, anyway, they were on the yeah they were on the short list for this. I went with these guys because. A lot of the list is fairly static, and so I wanted something more dynamic to do things like what I did that game, which is dive deep. Um, yep. So yeah, I won the tournament, which is uh, which is excellent. Shadowlands Daredevil keeps moving forward. Um, Shout out, John. Uh, John, you better be getting that terrain painted right now. I hope you're painting the terrain as you're listening to this. Uh, moving on, uh, my day was quite interesting. I decided last week that I was just going to screw around and have a good time. Uh, I built the worst list I possibly could 10 minutes before the tournament started. Uh, I had, let me try and recall, uh, Dormammu, Black Dwarf, Hulkbuster, Hulk, She-Hulk, Thanos, Lizard, Luke Cage... I think that's it. Is that 10? Can't remember anybody else I had. Um, So I had Dormammu as a leader, Thanos as a leader, Hulkbuster as a leader, um, She-Hulk as a leader. And I think that was it. Hindsight, looking back, I obviously should have thrown in a two-pointer just to make points work better because there was a lot of times points didn't work at all. Um... I took um, Avengers Assemble, um, Helios Laser, 
climbing gear, med pack, field dressing, um, gamma launch. Uh, do you know who I am? And I want to say like three. Oh, heroes for hire and two other like random throwing cards that didn't seem relevant at the time. Oh, I had dark restoration in case I wanted to bring back Luke Cage. Uh, I can't remember what the last card was. Uh, first round I played against Miles. Um, he was playing Avengers with Captain America and Venom and Deadpool. And who was his last character? I don't recall who his last character was. He only had four. That never mind. We played uh, Moonbase and Senators. He chose 14 points. I played unaffiliated Thanos and Hulk, which was a huge mistake in hindsight. Should have played <laughs> Thanos and Hulkbuster. I would have easily won this game. Not close. Um, Thanos and Hulkbuster is a really good combo. Uh, I played Hulk uh, because I wanted the turn one play with Hulk. And hindsight, that was just not necessary. Um, even though I took Reality Stone, Mind Stone on Thanos, I never found the Senator. He found the Senator first. And I made a huge mistake on my turn. I ended up getting the Senator away from him and I got it onto Thanos. But I was so nervous that, um, not Senator, Scroll. Sorry, we're playing Scroll Agents. Uh, I got the Scroll away from him onto Thanos. I was so nervous that Thanos was going to get dazed from full health that I climbing geared away <laughs> and inspiring monologued him. That was my other card, inspiring monologue. And I inspiring monologue and climbing geared Thanos. But when I inspiring monologue, I it's been so long since I played the card. I thought it cost two. It cost three. I spent all of Hulk's power. We were playing moon base. He was on an uncontested objective and couldn't flip it over because he didn't have the power. And so that one power difference would have swung the point total by four because he would have lost two. I would have gained two and I would have gotten to push him. I'd never played Moonbase before, so I didn't know that you got to push people's models. So I never resolved that effect, unfortunately, or else I think I would have been even further ahead. Uh, I ended up losing that game by like four points, I think. I think it would have made the difference. Also, if I had just played Hulkbuster or learned known, known the mission better, I would have I would have been fine. I uh, I definitely made a lot of mistakes in that game. Lost round one, round two. I played against other Brandon. Uh, we did an Avengers mirror match. He did Captain America. Hulk, Vision, Iron Man, and I want to say he had another person. Surely he did. I don't recall. Oh, well, maybe it was just four people. Uh, we played 17 points. I did Hulkbuster, Hulk, and Juggernaut in round three. Um, I took Avengers Assemble, Do You Know Who I Am, um, Field Dressing, Med Pack, Climbing Gear. Um, the game was pretty interesting. I ended up putting all three of my bottles on the center point on Gamma. We were doing Gamma Wave and Montesi. The game basically came down to whose Hulk went down first. He ran into the middle point to pick up the middle book, and uh, I got a bunch of free damage on his Hulk. Late, but the big thing was because I had Hulkbuster and he didn't, I was able to control his Hulk. And so I pushed him away twice. So he had to spend a lot of his actions and power getting back engaged. And in doing so, he wasn't able to finish off any of my characters. And then on the swing back, I got his Hulk. And then it kind of just cascaded to victory after that. Final round. Um, 
Jeremy, I don't know if I've explained this to you, so I'm just going to hit you with the highlight points of this game. Uh, we played 17 points. Sorry, 15 points. We played 15 points on Gamma, and we were doing Alien Ship. So it's Cree Power Core, Gamma Wave. I'm playing against five wide web warriors. Mm-hmm. He has Miles, Gwen, Venom, Okoye, and Black Cat. Um, he finds the power core with Gwen, and Black Cat burgles the power core away. I am playing two models unaffiliated down a point. And I won 18 to 17. Now that we, now that you're telling me about it, like I don't think he has a way to kill your models or do anything to them. He can't kill me, and he he, he put in a little bit of effort at it. And when it became obvious he wasn't going to, he switched to the score as many points as possible. But I think every turn of the game, he scored as many points as he could. <clears throat> so I mean, you so just I passed played, all the time, right? You I played Thanos, until... Hulkbuster. Yeah, he, I pass <clears throat> out, which is yeah. fine. But the thing is, he can actually mess up my turn decently well because he can still do a lot of things that move Thanos. He has web lines for moving either of them. He has um, spider or uh, spider technique. The um, the Gwen Spender can throw size threes, so she can throw Thanos. Uh, he had Venom who could web snare. Um, and then Black Hat can stagger. I think the only mistake I really saw him make the whole game is he staggered Hulkbuster and he spent the only two power Black Hat had. And I think that was what ended up costing him because he wasn't able to steal on turn two. He had to steal on turn three. But in this game, we scored almost as many points as you can possibly score. I think there's like 40 points available. We scored like 37 of them. It was insane. Because I can't contest anything, right? All I can do is clear off a point and score it. And so every turn, it was like six to five or some shit. Like, it was crazily aggressive scoring. Um, I was able to daze Venom on the first turn because Hulkbuster's initiating shots are so good. Um, Venom moved up to the center point because he was his toughest character. And the attack backs are actually pretty dangerous for applying bleed and stuff to my characters that have limited health pools. Um, but when he did that, um, Thanos moves him over to Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster double taps him and just kills him on the first turn. Um, it was, it was pretty interesting. So how do you feel about Hulkbuster now that you played him a few times? Hulkbuster is about what I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, just Thanos is busted. Thanos needs to be changed. Cosmic portal cannot be more than once a turn. Which is what we had been talking about previously. He's just... The fact that in the first game, like, I misplayed Hulk about as bad as you can with an understanding of how you're supposed to play him in that game. And Thanos almost successfully 1v4 an Avengers team. And then in the last round, Thanos was basically 3v1-ing, and then Hulkbuster was 2v1-ing. I, no, none of the models in the third game died. I didn't kill any of his models. Yeah. But I was also down a point and unaffiliated two models on Gamma. I can only contest two of the points. So he was scoring two of the points every turn. Because his last model would move one of my models off a point and he'd score two of the three guaranteed. But because it's Thanos, it doesn't matter. Was he trying yeah. to get the... I'm guessing he was trying to get the 
was he trying to get the second and third one, and you were also trying to get the second and third one? Is how, yeah. So the, my plan, the turn one, I put both my models on the middle point and scored the middle point. Nobody found the power core on the first turn, so it was two, two, four on the first turn. Oh no, Gwen found it at the end of the first turn, so he scored three because he got his close point and found the power core, and I scored the middle point. So it was two to three on turn one. Next turn, first action, Thanos dazes Gwen, takes the power core, and stands on the middle point, boxed in by Hulkbuster, so he can't really get moved away. Um, And then I want to say I scored the far point with Hulkbuster that turn, so I scored five to his five. Uh, Or no, he scored, he didn't score the middle one. I think we drew on the middle one, because Thanos contested it. So he scored my back point, I scored his back point, but I had the power core, so I went up one at this point. The next turn, I scored five, because I held his point and the power core again, and then he burgled me the following turn. And then the final turn of the game, I scored five, and he scored five. And we ended up uh, 18-17. He actually caught me. We spent so long talking about a lethal protector play earlier in the game. I, in my brain, we had used this card and he had spent it because we spent about 10 minutes trying to determine if it was within range three because Gwen was standing on top of the size five building. And so we were trying to measure it for so long to see if it was in range three that in my head we had resolved lethal protector, but we never did. So he caught me with it because I had totally forgotten he had it at that point. And that almost swung the game. It was super close because I ended up attacking Black Cat when I shouldn't have because of Lethal Protector. Well, it sounds like you got to move some big models around and not have a horrible time. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, I thought he actually played pretty well. I was almost rooting for him to win at the end because uh, I was rooting for him to win at all points. <laughs> at all points of the game, you were rooting for him to win. That's because, because yeah, there's, that, a, there's a certain like. The yeah. thing about it shouldn't, Thanos, shouldn't work that way, right? With two yeah. with two characters in the game, you're one of the big checks we've said many times is, yeah, but how do they beat a, you know web warriors on a certain on the scenario they want to, to score mm-hmm. a bunch of points? And then no question though, we got the scenario I wanted. Like that was the problem. If right. it was a if it was a four point extract, I lose. Like he outscores me. If it was a anything but gamma wave, I lose because. I can't win the game by scoring one and contesting a second. I can't win the game that way. Right. It was just because I got Gamma. But funnily enough, a lot of Web Warrior players play Gamma because it's so volatile that they can get an early lead. Right. I, I think it's that's actually maybe on the Web Warrior player, right? You gotta... I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, just, they just hope that they're always going to get it or bank on the fact yeah. that... The problem is when you play against super heavy board control, it's just priority order. Like, who yeah. gets the last activation kind of stuff. Yeah. But also you have, like, they love 15 points. Like, they love 15 yeah. points. And so the gamma does feel Well, right. I mean, I played 14 points. Right. <laughs> that, well, good, because Thanos is, like, a 12-point model. Yeah. So if we had played... If I had built my list better, I probably would have played... Uh, a random two-pointer like Toad and Modok at 15. I think would have probably been better. But obviously Hulkbuster and Thanos have unparalleled board control for, for their point totals. 
Yeah. I definitely should have taken um, Space Stone. I intentionally took Reality Stone just to be trolly because I know it's worse. And it was not worth its points. I definitely should not have taken Reality Stone. If I had Space Stone, I think I win all three of my games handily, even though I didn't even play him. In- I didn't need Thanos in the second game because I was playing a reasonable point total. But in the first and third game, Space Stone totally changes those games. There were so many times that I was like burning move actions that I desperately needed to use to make attacks. And it would have made a huge difference. Man. I feel like you and I played like the most (laughs) you could play that idea, right? Like I'm just trying to roll as many dice as I can and make sure my dice just roll over you and it makes it impossible to feel like you're going to be up and you were playing i'm just going to play two towers of powers <laughs> that you can't possibly like knock over in time for me to just score enough to win that's go infamous podcast yeah <laughs> he uh he uh perrin aaron's son uh almost got whole buster down in the final game it was he. I think he had one hit point left at the end. It was super close. He definitely got a couple spikes, but uh, he his dice crapped out on him at the very end when he needed he needed the damage. Funnily enough, the only model we got down to the last activation of the game, and it was a Koye. He's the only model he hadn't activated. A Koye had to take down Hulkbuster and contest the back point for me to not win. And the only way he could do that is by attacking and moving. So Thanos activates. Mindstones her to max range three. He shoots her with the cosmic blast, pushes her back, and slows her. And so now she's not in range and she's slowed, so she can't get to the point even with two moves, let alone to attack Hulkbuster. It was it was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Alright, well that was our tournament. It was fun. Parker is still upset that this happened. I, I just, yeah, I, I just don't. I just, I guess the the point, the point of the, you know, you, you hope there's a check and balance in the game, right? And you're like, oh man, I, I've, I've thought of all these really interesting ways to play four or five models together and make this, you know, very coherent list. And you're like, I just played two guys that move stuff. Uh, and I, you just, and you, and and you say things with confidence, like there's no way they could beat me. Like and you're like. Oh, well then, why am I playing this game? Because well, I should really only own two models, and then I should just go play those two models. And and anybody who says shouldn't you play more than two models? I like, go no, fuck you. I can just do, I can just win with two models. Like I mean, it works on. There's a reason that I had other models, but like Gamma Wave at 14 and 15 points. Yeah, I don't know that you can really deal with that because that's like what they do is they board control and they hold points. Also, like, look, we have, like, the tournaments that happen up here in the meta and whatnot that we have, Mm -hmm. um, they don't all, like, play what we're playing and have the same kind of, like, ideas, right? So, and there is something happening or has been happening for some time. The rest of the world is catching up. I think we were already there a year and a half ago. There's basically two ways to play the game. Running four models ever is not the way to play the game. You go five or more or three or less. Now, three is money, right? I I don't think that's really it. I think that's a good general notion. But I think the real problem is mission selection in list creation. People are playing missions. 
they have no right playing Correct. because it's the missions we play. But mm-hmm. we play these missions because we like slaughterhouse movies. Like we want to see people bleeding and hanging from the rafters at the end of our games. And like they so they just like a lot of our meta just plays the same missions we do. Mm-hmm. But we play those missions because we want mosh pits. We want also when we play control lists, they're control lists that really take advantage of those scenarios. And so we are so versed on playing them that we feel comfortable playing them with basically anything. But a lot of newer players are showing up and they go, oh, the only four missions I ever see are like demons, gamma and alien ships. So I better play those. It's like, no, don't play those. Like, there's a reason we all play them is because those that's what we play for. Like, we're trying to win on those missions for whatever strategy we randomly pick. But I think a lot of people even nationwide have gotten into this very lax, just throw in whatever missions sound good. And mission selection, I think is the most important part of list building right now. So that and making sure you have Thanos. Jeremy. So I actually wanted to hear the end of your point, Jeremy, why uh, I totally see how wide is important. I haven't put Mm -hmm. people in all my games. They're like, man, you have a lot of models. And I, I don't think I've put down less than five models on a board for you don't ever want to like 20 or 30 games no only ever put so here i'm going to tell you here's the thing when you so when you roll and you know if you have initiative or not so four models isn't bad as long as you have initiative and you watch it Mm -hmm. the entire time or priority is what it's called in this right Mm -hmm. so as long as you maintain priority and can achieve what you're trying to do it's fine but you never want to go four to four that sucks Four models versus four models, and you don't have priority, that sucks. So you need to keep control of priority one way or another. Whether you never want it, or if you have it, it's fine, but you don't care. People don't even know to start there. They don't even know what that even means, right? Like, it's just kind of like, I got priority on accident. Yay, I might kill somebody. But out the you gate, see, you see people, you you see people know. playing field dressing is like the last action of their turn when mm-hmm. they're about to get priority and then lose it because they played field dressing. Yeah. It's like now all you've done is given your opponent the ability to daze this model at one health. Mm-hmm. Like all you that's all you've done because you would have gotten to go first next turn anyway. So yeah. I, I guess my point is your, yeah. it, it's not overly surprising anyway. that, you know, Brandon's listed well. It I mean, because it does it, it holds priority. I mean, like, you get the best chance yeah, of moving surprisingly well and punching things in the face and also making them move all their models first. And with yeah. Thanos, Thanos is truly... Uh, every time he, every time I passed against Perrin, he groaned. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> like, it's the worst. I was like, he was like, he's like, all right, you have priority. I was like, pass. He's like, ugh. I was like, what are you so mad about? So, I'm letting you play your list. Yeah. So the analogy I always think of of, of actually playing with Thanos is exactly like in Avengers um, Endgame, where he comes back, right? And they're like, where's Thanos? Oh, he's sitting and waiting. He's sitting down. Yeah, and that's all he's doing. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, he seriously don't. You do whatever you want on your turn, and I'm going to disassemble it and probably drop a model. Like... Well, props to AMG to really bringing that strategy to life in the game. (laughs) Just sitting in the middle of the battlefield waiting for your opponents to be done. So there's something critically wrong there, but it doesn't shock me yeah. at all that it turned out to be good. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's it's just Thanos being busted. Oh, I, and, and back on it, like, I hate when it's four models versus four models, and somehow, like, I never just get like priority back. just, like, a random thing swings initiative, and mm. you're like, no! It's like, the worst. Uh, yeah, you spike yeah. at the wrong time, and you're like, oh, god mm. damn it. 
you like randomly throw a four die builder at somebody and you're like oops take seven and you're like oh my god <laughs> like i'm gonna lose priority over something so stupid yep. yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because actually that's that's been a kind of a, a secret thing that's going on with this criminal list is all according to plan happens so commonly it does mm-hmm. and it does both right you're playing five characters when i'm normally never getting priority but everyone but commonly i'm just like oh this turn oh yeah i want priority now and then you have it <laughs> not only do you way. get not only do you have priority but you go with like four models in a row yeah. Like, it's I the dumbest shit ever. I, Parker, I cannot fucking wait for you to play the mirror and the guy's shadow organizations on turn two. Yeah. It's going to be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my list does nothing. <laughs> this is terrible. Yep. yep. Uh, somebody somebody could play X-Force. Like, somebody could do that. Uh, you don't have to play criminals to, to make your That's whole army stealth. You could do... Uh, you know, stealth yeah, but range, stealth range three stealth matter. is not the yes. same. Yeah, Dude, range two matter. stealth is so brutal. Yeah. It's half the range. It's so oh my brutal. god! That's like saying all of your range four attacks are range two attacks. Like what? Like yeah. it's totally different. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, every time I've played Shadow Organization so far, though, I don't see what it does. But I think it does. Yeah, I think but it you're, does do something. It's like Loki. It's like inside yeah. your opponent's going, "This fucking garbage model is yeah. ruining my day." Like, uh, oh, I played Craven, uh, my very first game against Jay, and mm-hmm. he played Shadow Organization, and then he just got to, to live for two more turns, and I think it's because of Shadow mm-hmm. Organization. I was like, yeah, and I couldn't tell that game turned, but he just he took he took one look at Craven and he went, oh, I can't get him, and he just moved on, and then Craven got to do a whole bunch of stuff he shouldn't. He just yeah. moved on. Eh, mm-hmm. can't deal with that guy. I'm out. Yeah, Parker, you didn't get a comic corner for today, did you? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, that's fine. Uh, real quick, while we're still podcasting, uh, I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, there is a community developed organized play packet that is floating around on the internet right now. Uh, I believe it's out of testing, and it is now their official document. I don't know what the actual name is. I I, I feel so dumb for doing this. Uh, you want to restart? What? I'll give you a do. No, I was just gonna try and look it up. I'll give you a mulligan. A mulligan? Yeah. What's a mulligan? Just just do it again. Back out, go back in. Uh, everyone knows me. I don't back out of shit. Not even one time. Not never once. Um, where did Tim post it? Was it on Facebook? It was Facebook. No wonder I haven't read it yet. I got the cliff notes, and the cliff notes made it sound pretty good. Okay, the appears to just be called Standard Marvel Crisis Protocol Tournament Rules. Um, it is put together by a group of tournament organizers and convention organizers. It is recommended to be run along any MCP event. Um, based on what I've seen, uh, yeah, so the people involved are Charles Aerosmith, uh, Grant Wakefield, Nath- Nathaniel Jared, Norbert Burhubber. Tim Simpson, Tony Moore, and Tyson Coke. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited for this. Uh, I want to take a good hard look at it, and uh, we'll probably talk about it more in the future. But uh, if you guys are playing some tournaments in your local areas, uh, you should take a look at the tournament pack. Question. Mm-hmm. What do you do 
when Parker goes with X-23 unlimited. Oh, you mean when he just frenzies every single mm-hmm. time he attacks yeah, yeah, yeah. and says, I think she can do that. This is hypothetical. I didn't say that. I knew she Let me check that. the packet real quick. Okay, and it says here, this player is a known cheater. Ban him for life. Got it. He's gone. Don't worry about Perfect. it. Perfect. Uh, I didn't need a packet to know all that. Yeah. I actually kind of, I, uh, I actually kind of want to go back. I want to know that video. Whenever, when that video posts, I want to know because I want to see if it, if that happened or not. Well, based on how egregiously you were playing grunts, I could, wouldn't put it past you. Or the phrase, I just kept <laughs> I love killing. I the look on his face and he's like, what? Because, <laughs> because I did not know that grunt, that, that the, 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 that the token wasn't a asset or civilian until you turned it over. I love how you just keep sticking that in and trying to twist that knife that isn't I do. There. I do like doing that. And, uh, that's a knife. Hey, whose responsibility is it to follow the rules? The players. Got it. I think it's my All opponent's, right. actually. It's my opponent's <laughs> responsibility. Until to they stop the you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to attack again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna attack I, again. I actually just assumed it was. It didn't say once per turn because, like, when was that gonna happen? But, but I guess they, they fixed says it. the guy rolling ten dice. Right there, it is. Right, like that's. <laughs> when would I ever daze more than one person with my ten X-23 dice? X twenty three with four hammers. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like those videos of those guys that play like super checkers when you have the infinite movement and the guy like gets the end with one piece and wins. Like, that's, yeah, that's what, what you just said. Uh, anybody who's listening, uh, if you gave X-23 three hammers, like how hard you would have to work to do that and how great it would feel to do that. Or you could just play Hood with, in, uh, with Shadowlands Daredevil, and that's what it feels like. No, it's easy, because you see, you just play all or you play uh, well-laid plans. Hulk drops three hammers on top of X-23. She activates, spends three power, and kills their list. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. That that happens. That, yeah. that uh, yes. It, replace X-23 for Carnage. Yeah, <laughs> same thing, same thing. Except he's actually better because he heals the full when he does it. For, yeah, from field dressing. Mm-hmm. He gains healing factor unlimited. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for us today. Um, this has been Brandon and Parker and Jeremy. And you have just listened to Thanos is busted. Still. Still busted. Yeah. So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. We did it. We did it. Another one in the tank. We burped. We done did it. Welcome to the pre-ramble. So Um, I... Unlocked. So I just got... This is where you get all the background info on the inside jokes we made during the podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So I just saw something here I totally forgot about. Do you remember that Loki was also an alligator? Yes, <laughs> yes I do remember that. For some reason, I... I Parker, feel like spoilers! Should, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that should have been a... Uh, I feel like that should have been a bigger deal to me. But it... Uh... <laughs> Everything else in that show was happening at like such a high level yeah. that you were just like, I didn't have time to process the alligator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the best part, and I think about that series quite a bit, in that I like Loki, and I love the episodes with all the Lokis. I didn't like the rest of that show. It was too slow. Yeah. Because it was, it was supposed to be like suspenseful and intriguing. So you're always wanting to know more, but then like actually rewatching it is like frustrating because you know what happens. Mm-hmm. Kind of like WandaVision. Like, the first few episodes of WandaVision are probably hard to watch now. Oh, because, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just, like, suspense. That's why Breaking Bad gets hard sometimes, because it's just sp- suspense. Just for suspense's sake. Yep. And you're like, oh my god. Speaking of Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul is... Awesome. Whew, it's getting there. I think I'm, on, I think uh, I'm, I'm like, scared. on episode 8. I'm so yeah. scared. I'm so scared. Things are going to go so uh, bad. Yeah, they're going to go bad. Well, we know things go badly, so... That's That's true. We already do know the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (sighs) All right. Uh, What should we chat about? We kind of chatted a bit already. A little bit. Uh, uh, just a heads up for everybody, at one point in the post-ramble, uh, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange. We will give you a warning in advance, though, so you don't have to listen to spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's so, right now, so we're gonna go. Save... <laughs> right now, go! Uh, no, all the um, all the Doctor Strange spoilers will be after a warning, um, and we were not going to talk about Doctor Strange until then. Consider that your warning. That is your warning. <laughs> <laughs> you have been warned. Sna- Snape kills Dumbledore. Fuck. Dumbledore! That was my favorite. I loved Harry Potter, but my favorite version of Harry Potter were those dumb puppets. Man, I love those puppets. What? What puppets? Oh, um, Harry Potter Puppet Pals. You never saw that? No. Um, it was just some fan nonsense, but it was. there's like four episodes of it, um, and it was delightful. And I, I literally can't think of... I can't hear the words... Like Dumbledore, without thinking about how he says his name in the comic, which is Dumbledore. Well, not the comic, the Puppet Pals. It was Did you ever watch the yeah. um, the riffing on that where they redubbed the entire the entire uh, Harry Potter series? It's the people that do Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, oh my oh, God! Yeah. It is so funny. That was wonderful. Um. By far my favorite take on it was uh, I can't remember the name of the artist. It's actually yeah yeah yeah. It's a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous collection of vowels. Like he's his Tumblr. I think it's maybe a her Tumblr profile is It's just it makes no sense. But this person made the most wonderful, wonderful comics featuring, and they're all they all feature like center around Dumbledore. Um, it's, I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to tell you, so you do, because I'll, here, I'll just link it to you. So I mean, you're, you're a pretty solid guy. I just trust you. I'm laughing inside right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm thinking about how funny it must be to have impressed yeah. you. Yeah. I can't I can't <laughs> tell you what a comic strip like how <laughs> I know, that's why it's like it's not possible. It's gotta be worse on podcast form. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna bother. But if you haven't if you haven't seen it, I just linked it. All right. My favorite thing is Dumbleburn. <laughs> Dumbleburn. Hmm. Uh, you would like it, Brandon. One of my favorite moments is uh, he hates Snape. Is the whole is one of the, like the sub the subtext of the, of the comics. Uh, so Snape comes up and says, "You can't just make Gryffindor win the House Cup every year because you want him to." And he goes, "Snape, look at my phoenix, and you will understand. It's already so weak, and now it's gone. Just like the fuck I give about this conversation." <laughs> I just love everything. I love everything about. The, it always starts out as this really deep shit, and then it just he just doesn't fucking care. <laughs> okay. Did you guys have fun at the tournament? I had a blast. I bet you did. I had more fun than I can justify having. Hey, wait a second. Yeah. Is my... Is the backup not picking up my mic? You guys can hear me just fine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going to stop my... You guys are all recording, right? Yep. Okay. Hold on a second. I got to mess with my backup recording. It seems to not be picking up my audio. Oh, I bet it was because I defaulted. Um, Mike. Why close? Check, check. All right. Backup re-engaged. Perfect. Yeah, for some reason, my computer defaulted to my shitty webcam mic instead of my nice table mic. Yeah. And when it did that, uh, it also did it for OBS. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm finally, like, starting to make headway on, like, the giant mountain of stuff. I, I think I say that every week, though. Mountain of what? Like, laundry or models or what? Just everything. So, like, I, I, I like, event posting, everything I have to do. Oh, okay. Like, all of the new stuff that we've been doing with the remodel, like... I lost three weeks of basically my life for the remodel, and so that just pushed everything I was supposed to be doing with my work three weeks further ahead, so now I just mm-hmm. have three weeks worth of work to catch up on. I've been catching up on it, but the problem is like my life has been three weeks, or like five, six weeks behind now, because I had three weeks of the remodel and three weeks of catching up on work, and now my life is like six weeks behind, so I'm trying to catch up on that now. And then all the shit that I do in my spare time that I haven't been doing is like just still sitting there not doing anything. Gotcha. Well, I going back to what you had mentioned about the tournament, I'm sure you did have fun. I saw you had every large yeah. base model in one list. No, no, I didn't bring one. You didn't bring Wait. Ghost Rider? Hold on, we're doing are we doing tournament report now? Shouldn't we No no, no we're just chatting. I'm just, just I'm just chatting. talking about his dumb list. <laughs> it was stupid. Oh my god! I was worried I was mocking uh, uh, Aaron's son a little too much. I was a little mean, but it was so funny to me. 
I was actually rooting for him to beat me. Like, that's how stupid it was. I don't <laughs> like, like I still don't like that it happened. <laughs> I don't like that it happened either. Um, <laughs> Except that I love yeah. it. <laughs> Part of it really frustrates me, and the other half of it just, just amuses the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, I think his, his son's only, um, like, he only plays his dad, so until yeah. he comes to tournaments, he has no idea what lots of things do. So I mean I, I can imagine yeah, basically and, he and gets Aaron doesn't play Thanos too much. He no. he I don't think he really did anything wrong. That was the the bad part. The only thing I think he did wrong was he spent power on Black Cat at the wrong time. Yeah. I think that what he did was justified, but he didn't he just did it on the wrong turn. Anyway, more to come. Or previously, depending on how you're. Listening. I just look. I looked over and I go. I don't think I can fit that in my case. <laughs> like the thing that I carry around. I'm like the yeah. amount of space your bases took up was a lot. Did you see my transport? I just literally had them piled up like in a bucket, <laughs> like a bucket <laughs> of models. I was like, yeah, let's take up last space. That's fine. That's good. Anyway, we should stop talking about the tournament. We're gonna give away too. We're gonna spoil too much. We said we won't be doing spoilers. That's true. No spoilers. Until we do spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the next big thing for the MCU? Aside from what, the June 9th or whatever? What's June 9th? Where they give no, all not, the... not AMG in the MCU. Oh, gotcha. They're all the same. What's it's, the next movie? Uh, isn't the next thing uh, your favorite character? Thor. No, Miss... Oh, yeah, Thor is next. But Love the Thunder. Yeah, but the, the next... Miss Marvel, I think, is the next yeah. television show. Okay, so I've got some free time now. Um, Captain Marvel 2 is on the list. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, the the Dumpier is on the list. Uh, I cannot um, imagine it's going to be better than the old Blade movies. Uh, Quantumania, the Ant-Man movie. Ant-Man sequel. Is that all this year? This is all Phase 4. This is not necessarily this year. Phase 4. Black Panther's like November. Yes, Black Panther... The other shows we haven't seen, She-Hulk is on the list. Uh, Secret Invasion, which I think is a animated one again. I think kind of like What If. Ironheart. They could know nothing. Uh, we know they could do a What If now. every six months for me. Like I would watch. They could do a What If once a month. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Armor Wars is on the list. I am Groot and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday <laughs> Special. Groot. Did you I say pretty, Guardians of the Galaxy never... holiday special? Holiday special, oh, yep. Boy. Oh my god, they're going to go Ewok? They're gonna... You would no, think Disney would have learned about the holiday special yet. <laughs> and that, they, they didn't own that when that happened. <laughs> they're going to do so, Ewok Christmas. Come on! On May the 4th, the, how I celebrated May the 4th with my uh, study hall class. Alright, everybody. Uh-huh. So, on May the 4th, I think we should all stop and remember the best Star Wars holiday uh, <laughs> ever. And they go, what? What are you talking about? Because I had a bunch of really big Star Wars fans. And they go, I was like, have any of you ever wondered what would Mark Hamill look like under a strange contrast and orange makeup? 
<laughs> they go, it looked like what would happen is if you forced a like 20 year old Mark Hamill into like Donald Trump makeup is yeah, what it looked like. It was so, so hideous. I said, and I, said, I said, have you ever wondered you know, Chewbacca? We all like Chewbacca, right? And they went, yeah, Chewbacca's yeah. great. And I go, would you like to know what his family is like? And they go, oh, what do you mean? He's like, oh, he, has a, he has a dad. And they go, oh, really? I go, yeah. And he has a son. Oh, really? And like, yeah. And a wife. And they go, uh-huh. Cool. I was like, would you like to watch them in their home? for half an hour and they go what? without subtitles <laughs> like what do they do well you know things normal things <laughs> they're like you know it's uh, basically like thanksgiving at the wookies but with yeah. no subtitles well they celebrate for 30 life. minutes they're celebrating life day it's like oh and b arthur shows up they're like Who? what the golden girl they're like oh really? my I'm god like, yeah I was like, mm-hmm. also, one. Um, there's a man who cross-dresses as a woman with three arms and does who hosts a cooking show, and then he comes back later as the host of a variety show. Um, yeah, would this you like to some... see? You guys know Princess Leia, right? They go, yeah. They go, would you, would you like to know how she sings? And they go, because uh, <laughs> she does sing a lot, like a really long song. <laughs> and I go, okay. And so <laughs> that's how I introduced it, and I'm, and I'm perfectly like just selling it really hard. And they go, yeah, I like, guess. this is going to be amazing. And, and so like, I, all right. and so I pulled that thing up on the internet and we skipped around it and they go, this is the strangest thing we have ever seen. And I was like, yeah, isn't this weird? Somebody thought this would be okay. And they go, yeah. Not own the game, but make money. Yeah. Because this is the, this you remember is... earlier when you were like, Hey, I'm going to send you this clip. And then we didn't want to watch it. This is why. Yeah. It's because you set people up by watching bad things. Yeah. I, uh, and the, funny, the best part about it was is that it, the whole time they're like they kept asking me questions, but like like children do, they're like, "Why did they? Why does Itchy want to watch this?" Because <laughs> when he just stops and looks at the, the like the little hollow thing, and they just start dancing on his little hollow game board, he's like, "Why is he just watching this? What does he get out of it?" <laughs> like, I don't know. So what is that special? I, what is that one? It's the holiday special. This is the Star Wars holiday special. It's an hour and a half of the weirdest yeah. shit you've ever heard. Oh my god! It came god. out. What well, did it come out after episode four, or was it later? Uh, I oh, I think it was after episode five, right? It was after Empire. There was I a holiday think. special. You can see the entire thing on, on YouTube. On YouTube, the entire thing because <laughs> they don't bother taking it down because that nobody would ever buy it. Right. Well, it's the. The story goes, and I think it's true, that George Lucas desperately tried to erase it from memory. Like, you can't... Yeah. Um, he tried to E.T. video gaming it real yeah, hard. Uh, because of just how, like, weird and terrible it is. Apparently it's 1978 is when it came nope, out. Nope, yeah, it was right after uh, New Hope. Oh, it was right after New Hope, okay. Yeah, it was two full years before Empire came out. Yeah. So I didn't realize they were so far apart. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's a holiday special in 1978. Uh, it starts off with Han Solo and Chewbacca trying to get back to Kashyyyk for uh, something called Life Day. And instead of that being the actual plot, we instead immediately, immediately go to his family living on Kashyyyk in just like their living room. And these yeah. Wookiees talk to each other for here. Let me just like find out. It starts at three minutes and thirty seconds, and they don't have another character show up for 
nine minutes. So for nine straight minutes, it's just Wookiees talking in an unintelligible language about things that, they, that they're doing in their house. <laughs> just average daily life right. stuff. <clears throat> Could you imagine, like, Jeremy, think about the inane bullshit you talk about when you're getting ready to have company come over. That mm-hmm. is what they mm-hmm. do for nine minutes. It's as if you're just like a fly on the wall. It's like tuning in to one of those like Spanish daytime drama like soap Mm -hmm. shows, but not speaking Spanish and not having subtitles on. And you're just like people having a conversation for like 12 minutes. You're like, this is riveting. It's like, what are they saying? I have no idea. And then they call. (laughs) And then for some reason, Luke is called on this video thing. Yeah. And so in the weirdest in the weirdest shot. (laughs) Okay, so what you're looking at right now. So this is this is what Luke looks like. The camera goes on, way up we high. We have to describe it. Yeah, we have to describe yeah. it for the listeners. So the camera goes so way it's... up high above his head, like probably yeah. 12 feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah. And he has it's to really look weird. up high into it. R2-D2 is yeah. behind him, and he's like in a hangar repairing his X-Wing. And yeah. he just kind of talks to them, but it's a, it's a totally one-sided conversation. Because remember, they are only speaking Wookiee. And sometimes <laughs> he says things like, oh, you know what? You're right. But he doesn't elaborate. On what they're right about, he just keeps talking. It's, it's like they forgot to put the subtitles in. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Like, they got to the end of it, and they literally ran out of money, and they couldn't afford to put the subtitles on, and they released it anyway. And for some Or, like, halfway through, they realized it was awful, and then just didn't bother. Or for, and for some reason, I don't know if, like, I don't know if Luke had, like, tuberculosis or something like that. Like, if Mark Hamill had some sort of terrible lung infection because they put like a cake of makeup on his face oh no he was in a car accident is that what it was yeah he was in a car accident two weeks before oh, that's right and so he had to have surgery on his face right yeah so his whole face was swollen they uh-huh. literally had to paint him like a clown yeah to get him on screen it's like but because flesh they were in a hurry to get it out for christmas and like like uh it was or sorry for thanksgiving they were like, oh, we got to rush this out because it has to come out in, like, three weeks. Yeah. They just, like, threw makeup on him and they couldn't have time for, yeah, like, because his eye, his eye was up. all, like, black and blue and so they have a ridiculous amount yeah. of eye shadow. So he looks like, he looks like... If he looks you were like just, a doll. Yeah, it yeah looks he like looks like a real to, person. Right. It looks like if you're trying to describe to an alien what a human should look like and the alien made yeah. this. Like, that's what... Yeah. It's weird. And so then, like, that conversation ends, and they call these random mechanics for the well, Imperial... when we were pack. watching, because we turned it on at the store one Christmas, just a joke. When we were watching it, we honestly thought it was, like, his stunt double, because it doesn't even look like yeah. it. It's so <laughs> weird. It is... Because we were like, okay, that's a rubber mask of Mark Hamill. And then we said, no, wait, it's his stunt double. And then we said, oh, my God, I think it's actually him. <laughs> it was even worse. Oh, I found it. I found so, it. It's so weird. So you know who Diane Carroll is, right? Like a sincere, like mm-hmm. she was a pop star in the seventies. There's a scene where uh, Grandpa Itchy um, puts on this like VR helmet, and she, I think it's porn. I think it's like <laughs> because without porn. dialogue, you're not sure. Because she just starts singing this really like hypnotic <laughs> song, and he just sits there and kind of gyrates and kind of hums along with it and i think he's masturbating whatever however wookies masturbate like when my students watch that part i, I went to it and i went what do you think he's doing and it was and they go is he like is he like really turned on by this like well, i think he's really turned on by this because he doesn't say anything he just grunts a bunch <laughs> this well, was, that's what they all do this is a this is a uh, holiday special oh this boy was a major motion picture yeah i I, I, I can't even 
like I'm wa- like I'm watching it right now, and <laughs> his face is horrifying. I will not be able to sleep tonight, <laughs> knowing that this exists. All of the lines from Deadpool one when T.J. Miller is staring at Deadpool is like you are haunting. Yeah. <laughs> All of that applies. <laughs> To uh, Mark Hamill in that movie. Uh, so B. Arthur, you know B. Arthur, famous comedian, you know, comedic uh-huh. actress, you know, done a lot of stuff, been around the block for a long, long time. Uh, she's very well known for her singing voice, right? Uh, mm. No. No. <laughs> she sings oh, the entire song. Here, I found her. A cantina. I found her. Here we go. Um, yeah, it's it's a long musical number. And she's getting like sexually harassed. Yeah. Uh huh. But she then she sings a song. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't oh. know how it. I honestly don't know how it ends. Other than Leia sings a song for no particular reason to a bunch of Wookies dressed in red robes. Well, without dialogue, how would you know when the plot has been completed? It's well, kind of like two. There is out. a big culminating wow. scene that I've never chosen to watch because I feel like I, I, I will lose something. It's kind of like mercury poisoning. Like my life will mm. get shorter if I see this. <laughs> mm. Oh, also, uh, uh, the boy, the boy, what's the boy's name? Is the boy, no, it's Grandpa Itchy, right? And the boy's I name. I have no fucking idea. The, 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 the Wookiee boy. <laughs> The Wookiee's the Wookie boy's <clears throat> face is haunting, and this was in an era of television and movies where uh, commonly they would do really intense close-ups of faces. It was just something they did. It was just something that happened a lot. Um, like if you watch episodes of, you know, Gunsmoke and that kind of stuff, they'll have yeah. really close-ups of like it'll be like just the top of their 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 clavicle and the top of their head. Like that's the whole shot. And yeah. his son, when there's that intense close-up. He just looks fucking creepy as shit. Like, at oh, least all... the other ones, yeah. Oof. When they're talking, like, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is hilarious in the fact that they're like, and they're, like, arguing a little bit and, like, going, just, they're just going at it. It's a and there's no fucking clue what they're talking a ass, about. A full ass dialogue. No, they're not like, it's not like grunting and pointing. Uh-uh. It's like you can kind of get the idea of what they want. It's like, no, you're just completely lost yeah. as an audience. And you're like, I don't know why this would be interesting. More interesting than Han Solo and Chewbacca's trip to this place. Instead, while we're waiting on Chewbacca, we're just going to watch a scene that we cannot comprehend for no apparent oh, reason. that's right. His son's name is Lumpy. I went to the yeah. I went to the opening credits to find out what his son's name. Yeah, the uh, the character names are Mala, Itchy, Lumpy. Yeah, mm. yeah. What a weird like. Even then, like his name is Chewbacca. Like obviously, oh, like it means like the something. entire band of uh, Jefferson Starship is credited yep. in the movie. Yes, they are. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, they also do like an animated part that goes straight up like uh, heavy metal. Like animation style, straight out of that like super trippy animation style. Um, They've made a lot of choices, a lot of artistic choices. Yeah, not all of them work out. <sighs> all right, we we gotta stop talking about this. <laughs> this is so stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a there's a bar trivia just waiting to happen that we're gonna yeah. someone's gonna score extra points because of this. Mm-hmm. I know, lumpy. Check lumpy. 
But at any rate, I think the next in show... the Star Wars holiday special, what was the name of the character that masturbates in the corner during Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner? That's itchy. itchy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Nailed it. Fucking got him. And then everyone <laughs> in the room just looks at you like, "How did you know that?" Oh, Actually, it's just a random guess. It was a th- th- just a dart in the dark, and I got it. Yeah, on one. <laughs> it's uh, like that uh, that scene in the office when they go to uh, trivia night. But they send two teams, and there's, like, the A team, and then there's Kevin's team. (laughs) And Kevin's team ends up winning, and so they go back for another round of bar trivia the next week, and they don't get a single question right. Oh, my God. They're like, oh, man. And then they just, like, leave in shame. Apparently, something they're also trying to announce soon is Fantastic Four, apparently. That's also part of phase four, but I don't know how close they are to that. I don't, there's yeah, not we'll a lot of wait and see. I know we're jumping right back to the original point, but yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get this boat rolling. That's how boats work. <laughs> I was going to say that is, that's what it felt like so far. That's what the star Wars holiday special feels like a rolling boat. <laughs> So the Wookiee Christmas one was like a different oh one. No, that's it. They're not on Endor. It's like Endor Christmas or something. Wookiees don't live on Endor. Exactly. Ewoks live on Endor. Oh, yeah. Ewok Christmas. That's true. Yeah. There might have been an Ewok Christmas and everyone on the, on the planet Earth has blocked it out. Oh right, I think you're right. There was an Ewok holiday thing too. Yeah, it was like a sh- it was oh, shorter. Like, yeah. yeah, like it was a half an hour one. Uh huh. And there was no chip or grindy or thumpy or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. <laughs> Sleepy, happy, horny. Yeah, Grandpa horny in the corner. <laughs> Uncle touchy. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it before we get any more off track. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh. All right, we did it. Podcast over. Man. Except, do you have anything you want to talk about before spoilers? Uh, oh, I'm going, to, uh, I signed up for the the Kansas City Con tournament. I can't remember the name of it right show now. Show Me? Yeah, Show Me. Yeah, I'm going to The do Show Me Showdown? Yeah, the I, Show I, Me I, Showdown, that's $25 the for three rounds. The Ultimate Show Me of Ultimate Showdown. Yeah, uh, what... For my $25, are they going to what? Like, suck like <laughs> That's what I said. As soon as There's I a lot that, of knob polishing in the back. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, $25 for a tournament. I better see titties. Like, there better be... Yeah, there better be a lot... Oh, you'll see titties. It'll just, unfortunately, won't be the kind of titties right. you want to see. Precisely. I, I just... I, yeah. I, I was looking, I was like, man, I feel... Oh, I, I mean, I'm there'll hoping, be ass cleavage. There's always ass cleavage at these. There's things. a lot of ass cleavage at these events. Yeah. I actually, I actually don't need that. What I need is like swag. <laughs> That's what I hope for. I yeah. just need swag. 
Yeah, uh, unfortunately, there are all these small cons. Like, cons used to be a big deal. Like, right, you went to, like, Chicago or New York or L.A. or Las Vegas or Dallas, and they're, they're always, like, the big hotel, and they had, like, all these prizes and everything, and they were, like, 40 bucks, right? But over the last, like, three to five years, all these little pop-up cons are showing up, but because they're not big enough to, like, sustain their, like, longevity, they have to overcharge event entry. And it's so, like, even Warfare Weekend, it was, like, $80 to play in a four-round event. And there was no price support at all. And I was like, Good. what? Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? And then, so, like, it just seems like every other month there's these little cons that have, like, this expensive like buy-in and they don't give anything back i'm like yeah i want to go play with new people and stuff but like between gas hotel uh you know missing time at like either work or home and then paying for event entry just to spend my whole day playing in a tournament and drive back like it's like dude that's several hundred dollars to go play a few games like it just it's getting it's getting less appealing by the month. You can get four black order models for thirty dollars cheaper, Brandon. You selfish son Jesus. of a bitch. Yeah, I know, right? That is selfish. Mm-hmm. Give them yeah, money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to John and see if uh, the event is going to at least have some trophies or something. Uh, I'm gonna be pretty sad if they don't. Yeah, it just feels like cons are becoming a way to make money, and I really don't like that. Because like, if I wanted to spend money. I would just do it in a different way. Anyway. If it was four or uh, five rounds, that would be... I I, I don't know. I'm just... I have trouble with a three-round tournament for 25 mm -hmm. bucks, even though I signed up. I I mean, yeah, I'm in. All right, you got me. Parker, are you going to go to Bug Eater? No. No? Uh, Just hard no? No. Basically, every single... You haven't been loud into Nebraska after the the incident? Yeah. But I... After every... Like every almost every single weekend of this summer is taken up by stuff, but I have carved out precisely uh, the the KC one and our local geekery tournaments. So, but like every single weekend right now is is pretty booked to the gills. But I'll be cool. there for our like local events. Okay. And I also I still want to do a con later. So if there's a fall con we're excited about, talk to me. But I don't think summer con is in the books for me right now. So I'm throwing around the idea of running a, um, like, rebooting the old Midwest Melee, but for Marvel, and uh, just running it at the Geekery now that we have so much space. Because uh-huh. yeah. we have about as much space as we'd have at any of these convention locations. Yeah. Let's see. Let me run some quick math in my head. Um, without putting out table overlays... So not pushing like white tables together and putting tabletops on top of them. We could fit 76 Marvel tables or 76 Marvel players in the geekery and also run like a magic tournament at the same time. Now, we don't have that many mats or terrain pieces, but, you know, that would have to be a whole different thing. All right. So we're going to move on to our next segment, which is going to be known as Spoiler Zone. Um, so we're going to be talking about the new Doctor Strange 2 movie, The Multiverse of Madness. Uh, if you have not yet seen it and want to avoid spoilers, you should stop listening now. This should be the last thing we're going to talk about before we stop recording. So uh, goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Unless you're right, here. You guys ready? Unless you guys ready? 
Unless they're still here. Then are they still here? Spoilers, spoilers. All right. First spoiler: Snape kills Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Second spoiler: Second spoiler: Old Yeller dies. All right. Okay. So, Parker, you were given a review uh, going into this movie. Uh, You were told that it was worse than Eternals. Is that right? Yep. Some somebody with a pulse. Uh, and I actually trust him. I like him even. Um, Not anymore though. Liked me. past tense. Liked. I, I, yeah, no. no, I like him. I value him as a person. <laughs> I, um, I don't think he. Some people have even said he's the better of the two, Brandon. I actually, have, well, you know <laughs> that some people. Most of those people were named other Brandon. But I you think know. I think that. Maybe he didn't know my opinion on Eternals about how poor I thought the movie was. You did hate Eternals. Yeah, I, I really hated it in such a way that I feel like it's it it has completely ousted Iron Man three as my least favorite experience. <laughs> Easily, a Marvel movie. Easily, um, because at least Iron Man three was Lethal Weapon five. Um, yeah, Eternals. Eternals was just a Wikipedia article. Um, yeah, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> there was maybe maybe ten good minutes of Eternals, yeah. and five of it was just looking at Celestials and, and, for the first oh, no, time. No, I was going to say that that was the ten the ten good minutes was when I thought maybe uh, Dane uh, Dane Whitman was going to pick up the, the Ebony Sword and do something cool. Because um, I really, I really just didn't teasing you. I really yeah. didn't want the Eternals. Uh, I I didn't like the Eternals, and then for some reason at the very end she makes sprite into a real boy and or girl i don't know what sprite is but the point is don't assume eternal's genders and why are you helping this creature that just stabbed you in the back literally seconds ago and yeah and your reasoning for helping is i still got some of this magic stuff i bet like whoa 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 one what did this character do to earn this literally all she tried to do is kill you or he i still don't know what it is and like what and and after, and besides that, why, why, if you still have this kind of godlike power, are you choosing to use it for this purpose? Unless perhaps it's an ulterior motive to actually just sentence that like genderless thing to death, right? That eventually now you'll die. Congratulations! It's like a slow burn, right? Uh, mm-hmm. At any rate, sorry, I'll get off my internals thing. Multiverse of madness. Um. So after digesting it, I realized what I actually watched was not Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. What I actually saw was um, uh, uh, Evil Dead 4, the Doctor Strange yeah. movie. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, Isn't it wonderful, I, though? And I love Evil Dead, and I love the sequels to Evil Dead, and Sam Raimi does not always execute his things like Evil Dead. Sometimes he chooses to make Spider-Man 3, and I'm not saying that he can do no wrong, but when he is allowed to make um, a really uh, scary slash goofy movie, um, he, I think he's the only person who, who does exactly that. And, he does horror comedy. Yeah, and I really don't... Because um, he, he doesn't do it like in a standard horror comedy style where it's like kind of like Shaun of the Dead where it's yeah. more realism and the, and the it's realism... It's just comedy with like a horror setting. Right. But it is no. He actually does like creepy, sus- creepy suspense, yeah, but it, with comedy mixed but in. But it is, yeah. but it is goofy, right? It's goofy. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. it, the the zombie strange is just. It, it might as well have been, you know, 
what is it, what is this, what is Bruce Campbell's character's name in the, in the Ash. Yeah, Ash? Ash. Like it might as well have been Ash, right? It looked exactly mm-hmm. like Evil Dead Ash. Um, so like that kind of uh, super, and like also when the spirits, like he's, some of the spirits at yeah. first are super scary, right? They're really like, holy yeah. shit, these things are gonna kill Strange, and then they're like, ee. <laughs> and they get really yeah. goofy, and I'm like, okay, well, there's yeah. there there he is, you know, like yeah. he does this thing where they're they're somehow super like like straight out of the Omen, and then the next moment they're straight out of the Muppets, you know, you're like they, yeah, and he switches that switch back and forth so fast. I was talking to some of my students about it. I, a few of them, yeah, it's hard to keep up. A few of them really didn't like it. Like they really didn't mm-hmm. like it. And I asked them, have you seen the Evil Dead? And every student who said I loved it is like, yes, the Evil Dead is a great movie. And everyone, and everyone who said no, I, I, don't, I have not seen that movie. I went, then that's why you weren't prepared. You didn't for this. get it. Yeah, yeah, you didn't get it because it's really a throwback to a thirty-year-old movie. Right. It's it's one hundred percent him. And I could totally see all that's a, a main. That's what we need to do. Yeah. We need to ask other Brandon if he liked Army of Darkness. Yeah, that's what we need to yeah. do. Because Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, what they did was they did something that some people hate. Like there's a cult following for it, but the reason why is that there's a cult mm-hmm. following for it, and it's not a mainstream following, is because you you either like horror or, or you like comedy, and when you juxtapose a goofy horror, uh, when you put those two things together, it is so um, themat- thematically uh, what's the word? It's so thematically divisive that it does mm-hmm. undercut both. Like the demons get less scary, and mm-hmm. and For sure. the and the comedy is less believable. Like it, it it doesn't sell as well, and so you have to be into that you have to be cool with that juxtaposition because it's not like action comedies action comedies just totally work because the kind of the kind of surreal nature of action matches the surreal nature of comedy but horror is supposed to is supposed to grip you and fill you full of suspense and as even as ridiculous as it is you are supposed to be through the power of fear and the generation of that you know survival instinct you're supposed to you're supposed to feel it real but half of a horror movie is just trying to get you to buy into this world exists. Right. Like that's the first half of a horror movie is just getting you acclimated to this like, you know, supernatural world. You need to be scared. And then making you live in it for the next half of the movie. And this movie, this movie did barely spend any time with world building. They just assumed you'd already seen uh, this stuff. And so they, they identified the bad guy and, you know, they identified Scarlet, Witch as the bad guy. in I think it was minute four. Um, it was pretty quick. God, it was fast. Well, it was probably more like 15 yes, minutes just it, because of all the, because there's the, the first opening scene with the other strange and then there's the, the squid fight, but it's right after the well, squid fight. She's the next character you see. Well, you say that, but again, what you're talking about is the 15 minutes of nonstop high paced, high yeah, risk action. action. It's all about, yeah. uh, I, I told you, guys. I would be, I would accept less than a hundred words were spoken before you realized that she's the bad guy. Yeah. Like, uh, Jerry, one of the things I, I told Brandon is it, it uh, two points in the movie, I was actually pulled out of the movie uh, as as gripping as it was. I was pulled out at two points because my heart was beating so hard and I realized it had been doing that for so long. It was starting to get kind of exhausting. Like I was hmm. finding myself like, oh, Jesus, I felt like I had been 
like underwater, you know, that the feeling where you go underwater for too long and you come up for get a little bit of air and mm-hmm. you have to go back down really fast and you, you, you're okay, but you are not getting enough oxygen. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what I felt like twice during that movie because of the intense amount of, of terror I was supposed to be under all the time as they were running from Wanda. Wanda's established as unstoppable force really early and she never stops the entire time. And now, my only criticism of the movie, and I don't think Brandon has this criticism, maybe he would agree, I don't know. But my only criticism of the movie is they obviously, they're really smashing with a giant mallet the whole time. Wanda, your kids wouldn't want this. Wanda, you're being a monster in a way a mother could never be a monster. Like, you're sacrificing things for the sake of two children that you don't even know. And if they were here to know, they wouldn't be able to stomach it. Like, and they're smashing that with a hammer over and over and over again. As Wanda just keeps compromising more and more ethics for her, you know, seeking out this, this fantasy. And the fact that she, she, she gives up and she acquiesces to, to, to the defeat because she finally does have to come face to face with the children. Um, that happened so fast, and it was after, you know, almost two hours of her, every single time somebody brings up, your kids wouldn't want this, she immediately goes, nope, fuck you! Like, they, I never, well, I never, saw, yeah. I think on second watch, maybe I'll find it, but I never saw a moment where she doubts it, or thinks about it, or maybe you're right, maybe, no. maybe, maybe they so, wouldn't like this. I didn't see there's it. There's two things. You saw it twice. Did you see something? Yeah. Were there clues before the final scene? No, I, I well, first of all, this is just movies. The bad guy is always completely absorbed in the ends justify the mean logic until they get to the point where they finally can look at it from I don't know, like a third person point of view. When you can take a step back and look at everything you've done and officially see like the line you've crossed, it because the she was a hundred percent bought in, right? Right. That everything she was doing is worth it. And I'm willing to believe, because, I mean, it's a movie, right? It's fictional. Like, the, mm-hmm. there's no way that people would believe that the character that was in Age of Ultron is is capable of these things, right? Or, or WandaVision is capable of these things. It is, she believes that the world, she's, she's leaving this world behind, one. So anything she does here is irrelevant. She's moving to a new world where she's going to create basically a paradise for her and her family. All of that stuff, fine. You can say it's like, well, none of the stuff I do here is going to matter because none of it's going to follow me to the the happy world I'm going to live in. Mm -hmm. And I've known enough people that are delusional enough to believe that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So I can believe it a lot more than I think a lot of people. And I think there's, unfortunately, a large percentage of people that can compartmentalize to that point where it's like, it's okay. Like, like think of, well, like, there's actual bad people in this world that go out and hurt other people for the well-being of them and theirs. And so, like, the compartmentalization is very believable to me. Oh, no. Like, But that, in that, the movie yeah. specifically, they sold it as the Darkhold has corrupted her over the last six months to a year that she's had it. And so it, she's basically, throughout the course of the movie, in my opinion at least, she's supposed to be enthralled by the Darkhold poisoning her mind. And it's basically draped a shroud over all of the morals that she's supposed to be held in check by. And then at the end of the movie, seeing her kids' reactions to her is what pierces the veil. And then she comes back to herself and realizes how far she's gone. Just like Other Other Strange, 
when he caused the incursion, it was enough to let him see what he had done and come back to himself and break the spell, basically. Because it's it's just like the Book of the Evil Dead is corrupting whoever is using it. It's 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 taking you past the point where you would have any reservations. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, I I, I totally believed her that why she felt very justified and that was all very believable they did a good job of of mm-hmm. i was never like in a moment going wanda doesn't buy this or she's willing to give up everything for it and that's actually the pro the still the problem i have is that we saw her just fucking spaghettify mr fantastic and and just fucking ace a bunch of, of superheroes not to mention just massacre and straight up murder as many people as possible. She went straight Grand Theft Auto all over like the <laughs> Marvel Universe, right? And so yeah. when you're doing that, you're willing to, you're willing, you give up all of it, right? Like you said, like complete delusion. So the end of the movie, the very end, she's given about 15 seconds to consider the moral ramifications of her actions when her children run away from her and, and mm-hmm. are screaming and are very, <clears throat> very, you know, scared of her. And that's when I go, wow, Am I supposed to believe that she is coming? You know, she's coming to this radical change of plans this fast. I think you'd you'd be surprised how quick it happens when you see yourself for what you are at that point. Uh, the one problem I have is she because you're basically seeing she's seeing herself through the lens of a child, right. and so she sees how far she's. But- Gone. But she's but a lots of characters in the movie have already asked her to rationalize it, and the way she rationalized it mm-hmm. was always they'll never know. I'll just go to yeah. a universe where they'll never know, and so she finds a universe where they do know. Why doesn't she immediately say, "Okay, well, I'll just go to a different universe," like, and she just walks backwards through the portal and goes, "Shut up, America! I'm going to take your power and go to another universe where they don't know me," because she's already made it very clear that she doesn't care. She has infinite chances. They even say. She even said, she says, like, why do you need they my, all my power? Universe. Yeah. She, she says, why do you need my whole power? Why don't you just go? Why can't I just bring you to a place where they are and you could be happy? And she goes, no, mm-hmm. I need the power to be able to solve any problem. She's already said, I want to solve any problem with infinite universes. So why yeah. did that? Why isn't that the conclusion she comes to at the end? Instead, I, I don't she, see why you're, I mean, that's, that's the, the reasoning. Like, that is the reasoning is that she sees that she's not a fit parent for a child. Like, specifically her children. And that, like, it is the argument that she's told repeatedly, just like Thanos, like, this shit isn't going to work. Like, you're psychotic, you're just murdering people. Like, but he, nothing could ever pierce because he had nothing he cared about anymore. She sees the reaction of her kids to her and knows that she's been corrupted by this book. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, and even regardless of what she was at one point, like she's done questionable things in the past. Like she's a murderer and she has been throughout her life basically, but she's reached a point where she knows that she couldn't come back. I think because she also didn't need to kill herself at the end. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see, um, because there are a few moments in there where I think she's supposed to do a, a quick as opposed to just launching with the defensive reaction and, and the rationalization, because she's always trying to rationalize for terrible actions. I think there's a conversation at, at, uh, in Mount Wondegore with Wong where she pauses and Wong is kind of like hitting home. And then she mm-hmm. lashes out against him and throws him off the cliff. I think yeah, there's, she mad. Yeah, I think there's a moment when America does the same. I think 
we're supposed to kind of see it whenever she takes over the other you know, the other Wanda's body. We're supposed to see that mm-hmm. it's kind of she struggles with that. Like I, I think when I, if I watch it a second time and I find more examples of her having some hesitation, but there are so many examples of her having no hesitation that it that it, it, it the 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 flip at the end, not all the actions before that, but the flip at the end was hard. And I know also. Some, it's very difficult to always time those kind of things in a movie. You can't be like, I want to watch a character's very slow and methodical change uh, of opinion. Um, and maybe you just have run time to consider. Maybe there's a great scene at that house where she is still vehemently, well, I'll just solve it this way. I'll just leave and find two new kids. And then Wanda says something like, sorry, that universe is Wanda says something like, but when when will you be satisfied? How many kids do you have to go find before you find the ones that won't think you're a monster? And then she realizes, oh shit, I'll always be a monster. Like that could have been a really easy, really easy, you know, a counter rationalization, right? A a way for her to understand what she's doing is wrong, but they didn't have that. That didn't happen on screen. She doesn't say anything. You know, the Wanda just says they will be loved. I think you're asking for an awful lot past the line of acceptable. Right. Like Like, I said, you'd have to... That's not the right medium for that. Like, you can't have, like, a 10-minute exposition in a movie between four emotional people. No, I don't think you... I, I think it would have taken 45 seconds. I think I could write 45 seconds of dialogue that would help me explain what's going on in Wanda's mind as opposed to just she kneels down on the ground and... Uh, she says they will be loved, and she's satisfied with that, and she turns around and walks back through the portal. Uh, or rather, uh, America closes the portal. I paid really close attention to that scene, because as soon as the kids were scared of her, I was like, okay, here's the big catharsis. Here's where she realizes she's a monster. And I didn't see it happen on screen as hard as I wanted. But that is my very small... I said I had a problem with the movie. That's the only problem with the movie that I had. Otherwise, it was. Well, just I think I think there's bigger problems with the movie than that. I didn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. Jeremy, what do you? Jeremy, are, we, are we just talking over? Yeah, you? you're. You guys are just talking nonstop. All right, go. Um, so <laughs> the one thing I had a problem, and I watched it again today, and it bothers me to no end, is the fact that if someone has a power and you want it, you have to. You can just take it and make it yours. Apparently, <laughs> so that's a new rule. Um, no, it's magic. Yeah. Also, here's another Wizards rule. Wizards can do it. How long is it supposed to fucking take to steal someone's power? Apparently long enough. I didn't like, like that either. Uh, both, that they could was have the reorganized the scenes. That was a bad editing thing. They could have reorganized the scenes to make that not as, as apparent. For people who don't know what we're talking about, there's the scene where Wanda takes the girl from where the Book of Vashanti is. She immediately sends her to the temple, right? Immediately sends her to the temple. Doctor Strange has to wake up in the new reality, walk across New York City with his girlfriend, meet the other Doctor Strange, have their <laughs> discussion, yep. fight him, win the fight, bring his girlfriend up, explain what he's doing, and have it the other body of Doctor Strange, dig him up out of the ground, teleport to the mountain, which is like a hundred yards away, then fight the spirits both in that reality and in the other reality, absorb them into his own power, turn them into a cape, <laughs> and fly a hundred yards and fight the demons before Wanda's able to steal the girl's power. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a six-month kind of absorption that we just don't know about? Yeah, like... no, th- and that was the weird thing, because she starts the absorption 
in Cabotage when Wong is defending her like you were going to be able to complete this in yeah. 10 seconds? Or is Wong just going to sit there and watch for no. the next half hour? turns out you like, can just wait. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. All they had to do was, like, the Wanda grabs her, right, and then pulls her back through the hatchway and drags her back through the tunnel system. And then while that's happening, Strange is getting to the other sanctum. And then about the time he starts the spell, she gets put through a portal going back. Like, it could have just taken Wanda a while to get her to properly open the portal and it would have fixed it all. But because it's such a simple, like, plot timing fix, it's easy to look past. But yeah, it jarred me in the moment that it took forever. And I was like, but also... They go through the trouble of showing her that she hasn't started the process of stealing her power yet. But I was like, what were you doing for that half hour? Mm -hmm. Just chatting? Like, just drawing pictures on the wall? I mean, the Scarlet Witch is an incredible nexus of power, but she also has to take shits. Like, Yeah, maybe she just had (laughs) big stomach ache. All right, so before you guys get into it again, I'll give you one more thing. And here's the deal. I'll put this movie in the the top ten of all the Marvel movies. It's fine. It lands somewhere in there for me. Probably not top five, but somewhere. We should really rake, really go through. Yeah, one that'd be cool. But yeah. one thing I did and not we, like. When new ones come out, we can plug yeah. it. Yeah. So it felt very Sam Raimi, and it felt very weird for a Marvel movie, and it felt very weird for Doctor Strange. When they had the um, the music fight off, that yes. was, mm-hmm. ugh. Like, I was like, what in the fuck? Like you didn't like it? I did not enjoy that. I thought that was Parker stupid. Loved as fuck. it. I I really liked that fight. I thought it was great. <laughs> we already decided was... in the Marvel universe we use circles to fight with or glowing red and orbs. Kaleidoscopes. Yeah. That's all we're allowed to. Fight That's with. it. Uh, I love the I, I love the Doctor Strange movies. There are no rules whatsoever. Like none. <laughs> there is not. No, I think I I like that that specific fight for one reason. I wasn't a huge fan of the actually the way down. It was kind of corny and cheesy, but yeah. the one thing I did like about it is that magic is whatever the fuck you want it to be, and they just officially said that. Oh, like <laughs> yep. you can fight with magic however the fuck oh, you want to fight with are, magic. But there are certain rules, like if you no, if you throw no music notes at one guy, the other guy has to use music notes to defend. And yep. if mm-hmm. and if like big bass notes interact with like orchestra notes then they create this conflagration and you have to hold on to it unless you use a harp note and that makes all the other notes explode like none of that made any sense (laughs) well it's just abstract right it's because they're fighting with magical energy and it just took the form of notes sure and sound Sure, but you know, one at one point he he shot you know a giant energy hydra at the Scarlet Witch. I know <laughs> that was super cool, by yeah. the way. And no, so this is yeah. this is what I wanted with the first Doctor Strange movie. I want all different kinds of cool magic that you could use, and all they used was golden circles and fucking kaleidoscopes, and I was so mad. I was like, these are the worst <laughs> kinds of like. Yeah. Do you know how what? Do you know how much they paid for the Inception software? Like, how much they must have spent on that movie special effects just yeah. to fucking make broken glass on screen? I'm like, fuck this movie. Also, the... That's so mad. That, like, for example, they have... The, <laughs> Doctor Strange can shoot energy hydras out of his hand or use music notes as weapons, but he has to fist fight Mordo because Mordo wants to hit him with a magic, <laughs> uh, magic sword. Like, I'm going to come get you with a magic sword with my hands. Wait, what? When he fights Mordo, no, he room. was wearing. Oh, you saying that Mordo did? Yeah, Mordo was like yeah. Mordo said, "I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come at you with my magic shoes and my magic sword." And as mm-hmm. soon as Doctor Strange puts a little cuff on him, then he has. Then he he can't use his magic sword anymore. I'm like, 
Why are you even bothering no, like, with the magic sword? They explained that. Oh, you're saying that he never should have used the magic yeah, sword. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm making sure you understood the, the cuffs no, were no magic no, the cuffs. the cuffs were no magic cuffs. No. Okay, no, I'm, I'm just I'm making sure about, you noticed that. I'm talking it fact, sounded like you didn't realize that. I was like, what the fuck? I'm talking about the fact that like, magic yeah. doesn't follow any well, sort he, of Well, he taunted him. Like, he taunted him. And, right. Yeah. But... Mordo's, been, Mordo's known for being quick to anger, and also we've never seen Mordo shoot magical energy. I'm, Maybe he can't. But here's the thing. Maybe he can only do melee range In the magic. fight, for another good example, is in the, the kind of magic you hate is uh, is all the used in the ma- in the fight against the octopus creature in the beginning right it's all like no. it's all like mystical uh, uh mystical lassos and mystical axes and mystical swords and they never actually shoot any beams no. or anything until he just they lights do. them on purple fire why didn't you do that Green the fire. Very, yeah. yeah just use the fire why were you using the fire that was the last thing you tried um i think it's because Doctor Strange in the comics, he's he never hits anybody with a thing. He actually has some magical items that he uses sometimes. Did you? No, he used he used the axe he in did. the movie. He did. He conjured against it, the squid. He conjured it though. He didn't. So? It wasn't an actual. He conjures his clothing. I think it's okay to conjure an axe. No, what I'm saying is, I think it's weird that he conjures giant beams and mystic fire a lot in the comics, and he has an actual magic axe that he can use, but. In the in the in the MCU, they flip it around, so he conjures like magical constructs until he wants to light things on fire or use giant mystic hydras, or uh, you know, lash. the two glo- the two hands that grab the yeah. spear. I'm like, why haven't we been using these two they giant fucking the giant hands? Cat head thing. Yeah. The cat head was super cool. Yeah, he used tele- no in the, the he uses hands. all kinds yeah. of stuff yeah. in the squid fight. Yeah. And you're like he only used the like the green the gold stuff. But no, he, I mean he does a couple Wong times. Wong does. Wong does. Wong. Wong does, but yeah. Wong never does anything else. Yeah. I think that I think they're trying to show that he's gotten so much better at magic over the last from the last movie to now. Because also in like Endgame, he was using like tornadoes and green fire and, and shit, and it wasn't just the golden rings that everybody uses. I think they're trying to show that he's learned a lot more stuff than the other wizards is what they're trying to show on screen. Mm-hmm. Is that he set? He stands apart because in the first movie everyone was doing the same shit, so none of it mattered. And now he's getting to use like the telekinesis and the like the big cat head thing, the fire, so, and the summons an axe that he yeah. throws at somebody. So Jeremy, uh, would you put it in the top end of uh, the top ten or the bottom half of the top ten? Top or bottom half? You don't have to try to place it. I'm not going to make you do that. I'm just saying. Where? where um, of all the Marvel, I, it would be bottom half. That's, that's also what I say. I don't think it yeah. breaks top five. But I mean, because there's movies out there like fucking Black Panther is just so good. I mean, the first Iron Man. Oh, I, I would put this above Black Panther. Oh, I would I'm not. famous for not liking Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, that's fine. I or like the first Iron Man, movie. both Infinity Wars. First Iron Man's better. Uh, Endgame's better. No Way Home is better. Guardians 1's probably better. It is. If it sneaks into the top five, it'd be a it'd be a tight race for five. That's what I'm saying. Like I think it's probably my six yeah. or seven, probably. I think that's probably a fair. The uh the other negative I was gonna point out is that um Scarlet Witch is running on her cut up feet like it's diehard when she can fly. Yeah. There are a couple of things like that's, that. Yeah, that's there's a fun. couple of weird scenes. So I actually was totally on board with her feet getting cut up because she's walking around next to the broken glass 
when Professor Xavier like locks her mind up. And so she's just standing on broken glass for five minutes. It's like, yeah, her feet would be cut up. That makes sense. But then she's like running on them. And I'm like, well, maybe she can't control would her you, flight very well. well you have to or maybe they're trying to show that she was starting to get tired. Cause like she has a limit. And so, because generally from like the big fight with the, uh, the Illuminati, she looks noticeably worn down compared to the like later stuff she does. And obviously she got kind of banged up in that fight, but she wasn't like noticeably injured. Yeah, that fight with the Illuminati was fan. That was when you're talking about like uh, a book, sorry, a movie feeling like a graphic novel. That's just straight out of a graphic novel because yeah. writers love to kill characters when it doesn't matter. Like they love yeah. to make it happen when it doesn't it's like, matter. It's like, is it none of this matters? Everyone yeah, dies. Shock, like fucking shock, everybody. Shock and awe is like the goal, mm-hmm. right? They want they want the per- they want him to die in the most brutal way possible, and that was that was exactly what they did there. That whole so, that um, whole sequence of that fight is just so. I brutal. do want to give uh, huge props to uh, the movie for properly showcasing Blackagar Boltagon uh-huh. in the most true to character way ever. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. He's just a giant fucking derp. <laughs> It was completely. Are we useless. supposed to take this serious? He's got a fork on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Shows up, gets ridiculed, kills himself by accident. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. What a useless piece of shit. Also, in the one scene where you do get to use his powers, like on Titan or whatever, where he yeah, it's like okay, goes, you killed your friend. Good job, buddy. Like, what I go, what I thought was, why did he have to do that? Doctor Strange is just some guy. Why do you have to vaporize him with your voice? Yeah. Can't you just like, you know, stab him? Like, why, why do you who, have to? Who drew that straw too? Like, can you yeah. imagine? Well, I mean, he is a wizard, and he knows necromancy. It's probably good just to get rid of the body. Yes. Yeah, yes, but human. Yes, yes. Like, all right, guys, we're gonna have to kill him, right? And they're like, yeah. All right, who's gonna do it? Well, I mean, I kind of like him. Well, I like him too. Like, what the fuck? Blackagar's like, I, I could do it. Or just nods his head grimly. and mm. He didn't sorry. say no. Get him in there. Didn't he say, I'm sorry? Did he say, yeah. Did he... yeah, he said, I'm sorry. Boop, Did anybody boop, else get a flash that, that awesome scene in Wanted where he's flipping the car over the other car and shoots him through the sunroof? I'm sorry. Boom. <laughs> he shoots him. I had a, I had immediate mind flash to that scene in Wanted. I don't remember that scene. <laughs> it's been too long since I've seen Wanted. Yeah. So did um, the Inhumans show make it more than a season? No. I don't think so. Well, but check. I did confirm the guy who plays Black Bolt is the guy who played it in the Inhuman mm-hmm. show. Um, What did you think of the Illuminati, Parker? Do you think that this is a sign of things to come and we're going to get these characters in Universe 616? Or do you think that this was just a fun experiment to show the characters and what they what? Because we never saw Professor Xavier in the yellow chair. Maybe there's like, well, right. we wanted to give him a one last send off. Yeah, it's like everyone wanted John Krasinski to play Reed Richards, so we'll give him John Krasinski's Reed Richards for five whole minutes. Yeah, uh, I I think they, you know, obviously they can do whatever they want. They if they got and any time they want to, they can be like, well, this is this universe is whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Reed Richards or whatever. Um, I think I don't think we're gonna see. I I guess it's whatever sells, right? Whatever they think is gonna sell at that moment. And right now, I don't know if any of those things sell except Fantastic Four. 
I don't know if we'll see Krasinski as as Mr. Fantastic. Maybe this means he would be willing to do it, or maybe he just wanted to do this once and he's not willing to sign up for that kind of craziness. Because I can tell you, from an actor's perspective, signing up for a Marvel movie with Disney is not nothing. You have to be you have to be ready for uh, kind of a long haul until the movie comes yeah, out. Yeah, no, no, it's it's a big contract, but also it's it's huge fame and fortune. Right, so right. Uh, so they recast Captain Marvel. I don't know. Is there a, a common storyline where she's black? Nope. Okay. I mean, so that might. was just a that was just a that weird. Just, they just did it. Alternate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they did Captain Britain from What If. Yep. Uh, but the other three characters, well, two of the other characters were canon in this storyline. Because mm-hmm. Black and Strange, right? Three. Yeah. Yeah, three if you count their Strange, and their um. His girlfriend, yeah. I can't remember, and Caitlin, I want to say. Mm, that's not right, but yeah. Christine. Not right. And Mordo. Christine, yeah. yeah Christine. Christine, Mordo, uh, Black Bolt, uh, Professor X, um, were all the... S- oh, and Doctor Strange were all the same in that universe as the original well, from our universe. Well, it's kind of, because the X-Men don't... This is the first like acknowledgement of a professor X in the MCU, right? Ever. Uh well, theoretically if you don't count WandaVision. Cuz WandaVision they bring in the Quicksilver from the Professor X movies or so from the older X-Men movies. Yes, but they but then they make that a gag. But you never see Professor X, but they make it a gag cuz it was just her neighbor, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. By I, I would call that reference too, but yeah, mm-hmm. sure, technically not the same. Obviously, the uh, I think they're they're saying that the multiple universes explains how these these personas could show up in different places and be similar to in different ways. Yeah. 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 I don't. But anyway, I, I think this opens up precisely nothing, and it just it, what it does is it excites teenagers. You know. It excites you know twelve year olds who see it and they go oh they're gonna they're gonna do it it just makes that kind of person you know cream their pants a bit because they're super excited for their for more nerd stuff it does exactly that so let me ask you this if it didn't have that whole cameo thing I I would not have rated it very good honestly I think the Illuminati did a really good job of. Uh world building and expanding yes. the, the multiverse that was the that's what sent it from like a b minus for me to like a b plus a minus like that mm-hmm. put it in like that okay this is solid that's awesome like they played to my fanboy like yeah. i wanted that i needed that it was great well they're yeah well that's their like track record that's disney plus's track record right let's let's mm-hmm. throw in some bones let's make something familiar yep. right let's make something familiar well, I think they've they've officially gotten on board with the and it's been this way for a while, but let's give the people what they want. What they want is the comic books on the big screen. And so right. it, this movie felt more like a graphic novel than any other movie I think they've released. Yeah, it really is a self-contained story, really. Most of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it it references a lot of stuff, but the storyline itself is very on its own. Yeah. Yeah, and we're also getting to the point where all of these movies 
are not like No Way Home is not just a Spider-Man movie. It's an MCU movie. And then Multiverse of Madness is not a Doctor Strange movie. It's a just like Civil War was an Avengers movie, not a Captain America movie. Correct. Like even though it's coming out under the tag of a single character, the everything is so cross-pollinated at this point that it's just like it's just the whole thing. It's just, you know, MCU 17, MCU 18. Like it doesn't matter what the name of the movie is, which I like. It's like we're just getting a story for the entire universe. Anyway, this is going to be a long podcast. We should probably get out of here. Yeah. You guys, anything else you want to say before we get out? Um, I nope. just saw they just released, maybe just today or within the past 24 hours, some more footage from the Miss Marvel series. And... Um, if they're doing her powers, the, what they released was like a little, like some, a couple of different clips of her using her powers and what her powers are going to look like. If they mm-hmm. do this this way, the way they showed in these clips, um, I think I'm going to hate this. <laughs> what was I heard something weird about it? They said they were going to do like yeah, uh... there she has basically like almost like miniature versions of it looks like and again there's just a few random clips right like teaser clips not mm-hmm. even full action sequences. But it's there's like bands on around our arms, kind of like Quasar's bands. So one of the versions of like a Miss Marvel character or a, was Marvel, right? Like the actual Cree guy. And mm. depending upon what timeline and, and which, because there's like 18 different people who have these, but there's these bands, that, yeah. like big bands that go on your wrist and give you cosmic powers. Um, and a bunch of different characters have had them, aliens and, and humans. And these kind of look like that. And she looks like she's using, like, energy with them. But she's just an inhuman that stretches. And so at one point, like, she reaches out her hand and, like, the bands make, like, an energy, like, a large version of her hand out of energy that goes and grabs something. Yeah. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, ew, I don't. Yeah, they're like fant. It's like Green Lantern hands. Yeah, like they're like energy. It looks constructs. like it looks like yeah, energy. Constructs. Yeah, so it's like energy constructs instead of her body changes, which I don't know why they chose to do that. But as soon as I saw that, I, was I heard it was it. due to special effects limitations. Right. I don't know why that's what like turned me off immediately. I don't mind like Kamala Khan. They've done her well in lots of different media, and there's nothing really wrong with her. So far, all my looks at this coming up show, this might be the first one that I'll have to be convinced. All the others, I had good expectations and they were met. But this one, I may have to be convinced that it's worth a shit. Because it looks it looks like... I'm, looks I'm probably going to have to watch it just so I can say it's terrible without people not believing me. When you were talking about how they how they were doing it, for some reason I imagine like old Saturday Night Live, like Gumby stop motion. I'm like, yep, <laughs> yeah. that sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? An animated show might have been a better better choice. Just do a cartoon. Maybe. I mean, she's aimed at fairly young clientele, so. Whatevs. All right. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We had a huge, we're almost at three hours. It's already past one. Kaboo. Are you guys gonna be gaming tomorrow? Uh, what, what is tomorrow? Just Thursday, I think. Yeah, I think so. Tomorrow will be Thursday. No, I mean, yes. Just, like, right. Today, today, tomorrow, New Zealand. Yeah, that's. Have you slept yet? It's fucking tomorrow. Shut up. <laughs> All right. 